Hello, boys and girls, and welcome to the Big Honker Podcast. We appreciate everybody that is tuning in. Go check us out on our YouTube channel, the Big Honker Podcast. It's super easy to find. And uh, the season one of the first family of waterfowl is up there now. So go check it out. We did four episodes and we start filming season two here pretty quick. This podcast is brought to you by the one and only Pacific Calls. I'm telling you what, they make the best my favorite call that I've ever blown in my entire life, the BA. It's sitting here right next to me right now. It's short, it's compact, and it is a screamer. The BA Lesser call is my favorite ever of all time, period. If you shoot lessers, little geese, or whatever, I highly, highly recommend that you get one of these. They've got a bunch of new calls for 2022. They've got the BBG. It's a board out uh, honker call. They've got the BBS. It's a board out speckle belly call, and they've still got the 530, which is my favorite speckle belly call. You can't beat it. And uh, the guys over there at Pacific Calls, Trevor and Alex, world class. They were uh, selling a lot of calls at Game Fair and also giving away a lot of calls to uh, young hunters and little kids. So they are incredible individual, and the waterfowl world needs more people like them. So go check them out and use our promo code. BHP 25. It is 25% off of whatever you purchase. You're not going to find that anywhere else. So it is a great deal that you need to go take, take advantage of right now. Type it in at checkout. BHP 25. Save you 25% at checkout. Also, this podcast is brought to you by Gundog Outdoors. Mr. Alex Langbell has spent his life in the uh, paramedics, first responders world, and he has built a company revolved around keeping your gun dog safe. There is a field trauma kit that I think every hunter needs. Uh, it's light, it's compactable. It can fit in your blind bag or in your truck or backpack or whatever you use to take out in the morning. Uh, it's got everything you need. Stop bleeding, stay warm. Uh, it comes with uh, a little stapler. So if you get a real nasty cut on your dog or whatever, you can at least, uh, stop the bleeding and get them somewhere. Also, there is the quick release system, which I think every dog needs to be tethered. No matter how qualified your dog is, all it takes is one little accident and, it's a bad, bad day for everybody. He's got a ton of other products. He's got collars. He's got check cords that he makes, hand makes himself, water bowls. Um, he's even got a nifty little water system that uh, you can take out in the field to hydrate your dog. So check them out. Gun Dog Outdoors. Take care of your four-legged hunting buddy because they take care of you. Also, we're brought to you by Boss Shot Shells, the best shot shell that's on the market right now. It's copper-plated bismuth, hits like a freight train, and you're going to go down two sizes. So if you're shooting a two in steel, you probably need to be shooting a five in boss. Personally, I shoot the two and three quarter inch three five blend. It's the way to go. It is everything that you need in a shotgun shell. Um, if you're shooting the big boys, you might want to bump up to the three inch three five blend. But either way, you cannot go wrong with boss shot shells. They're the best guys that are on the market. We spent a weekend with them at Game Fair. And let me tell you, they can move some product. So if you need some shotgun shells, go to Boss Shot Shells straight to your door. There's no middleman, so you're getting a great deal on your shotgun shells. Best hoodies in the market? Best hoodies on the market, best shirts. What's the new bag coming out they got? Uh, I'll let them release that, but it'll be a nice little money bag. BossShotShells.com. We're also brought to you by Dive Bomb Industries, the best silhouette that's on the market. We got a little common thread here, Jeff. We get all the big boys, the people that are making the, the good products, um, makes us look better. Skinnies are the way to go. Keep your trailer nice and organized throughout the hunting season. Five dozen per bag. Put them on a shelf. You don't have to worry about them. Uh, all flocked heads for the Canadas, but they've got anything that you need. They've got affordable. Ducks. They're affordable, so you can build a very, very good spread on a budget. Uh, Canada spec snows, mallards, pintails. They've got floaters out now. So um, if you're needing decoys and silhouettes, if you need floaters and silhouettes, 
Look no further than divebombindustries.com. You can't beat them. So might as well join them. They're going to be here for a while. We love them. Also, we're brought to you by Shin Gear Waiters. Jeff has got him a pair of Shin Gear on the way. Yes, going to wear them this year. We got we got water filled teal. up some spot. Going to do some teal hunting, help with the grandkids. So got me some fat boy waiters. Cannot wait to try them on. I will give you my testimonial on waiters. You know how I think about waiters. Yeah, if, if, if they pass the Jeff Stanfield test, they make a good waiter. Yes. I have worn them. The boot is phenomenal. The, the upper, uh, the material that it's made out of, nylon, it's tough. It's durable. And the best part is if you accidentally snag a piece of barbed wire and rip it, you send it back to Shin Gear, they get it fixed, and they send it right back out to you. They've added to their lineup, though. They're not just a waiter company anymore. They've got jackets, uh, waterproof jackets. They've got pullovers. They've got all sorts of stuff. You just got to go check them out at ShinGear.com. I am personally looking forward to the uh, over-under. Jacket goes on. Waiters go over those. And uh, you're not going to add a whole lot of bulk by wearing that jacket in waiters. You don't need to be looking like the Michelin man out there in the marsh with a big heavy jacket but it's going to be keep you warm so check them out for all the new products that they've got because they've got a lot of them also we are brought to you by alpha outdoor specialties they're a fabrication shop so you got an idea you send it to them and they can make it uh they've made the stanfield stool and they are coming up with the blind caddy that is going to hook into uh, a-frames everywhere that way you can have you a nice little desk in front of you in those a-frames have have somewhere to put some stuff other than that cold, wet ground. So Alpha Outdoor Specialties, they've been, uh, they were at Delta. So I'm sure you saw them if you were at Delta. Great people over there and um, they can make whatever you're needing. Uh, we're also brought to you by the Lucky Duck, maker of the best A-frame, the two by four blind and the best spinners that are on the market, all waterproof. We use them every day. And you said they got a new turret. They got like a little, they got a new swimmer decoy out there. Makes a, it's a based off of a propulsion system, makes a hell of a little ripple. So those calm days where water's not, where your water's not moving and your decoys are just laying there, put this bad boy out there, swim through your decoys, create ripples and natural movement. All movement is not created equally. So you want natural bird movement to, uh, help entice those wary ducks. Um, Check them out, luckyduck.com, and uh, whatever you're needing, they got it. Whether you're looking for uh, A-frame spinners, if you're a varmint hunter, they got all sorts of stuff for you. So check them out, luckyduck.com. Also, we're brought to you by Looking Glass Duck Club Podcast, Mr. Rebel and Logan. Put on a hell of a show. Don't call Logan, though. He, he's got a baby now, so if you're stranded in the middle of Missouri, don't, don't call him. Don't be expecting a hotel room no, for the night at his house. Not, don't, don't, don't do that. But, calls you the next morning and says, oh, did you need something? Oh, well, yeah, we needed a need? place to About sleep. About six hours ago, Logan. Um, go check them out. You can donate to their Patreon account. They have uh, different pricing for different levels, but you pick which level you want and donate to their Patreon, and you will get their entire library of shenanigans over there. They do bourbon reviews, and they're a lot of fun to listen to. Please, please purchase it. Little baby Stella's gonna need to go to college one day. That's right. That's right. So go check them out. Looking Glass Duck Club podcast. Uh, we're also brought to you by Dirty Duck Coffee. That's how we start our morning out here every single day with the Missouri Boat Ride Blend or Morning Wood. If your coffee sucks, it's not the duck. I had it every morning in Minnesota. It was you had a Morning chilly. Wood every day. No, I actually had Morning Wood, but I also went and had Missouri Boat Ride. I like Morning Wood, though. Morning nice. Wood was good. It's yep. nice. A lot of you guys don't experience Morning Wood any other way, so... Yeah, they're getting older. You know, Dirty Duck Coffee is the only time you get to experience Morning Wood. Um, great coffee, and it's the way to start your day. But it's, it's, it's fantastic. They've also got incredible merchandise. They've got a very, very cool uh, coffee mug. So it's on their website. Go check it out. And uh, you should start your day with Dirty Duck Coffee. 
Also, we are brought to you by Bangtail Whiskey, Mr. Brandon Bing. He's actually got new music coming out, too. So if you're a country music guy, check out Brandon Bing's music. He drops his new album, I think, in two weeks. Uh, fantastic whiskey. It is off over here. Every time I take a little nip of it whenever the podcasts are getting extra long, but it is not for the faint of heart. Bangtail embodies a select few who believe in hard work and relish in the opportunity to take a step back to enjoy the fruits of their labor. Whether relaxing for a midweek swallow or communing on the weekend with quality people, Bangtail is sure to provide a truly unique and tasteful experience time and time again. With deep southern roots, Bangtail provides a first-class handcrafted whiskey experience. Pour a jigger of Bangtail and enjoy. Must be 21 years or older. Also, we are brought to you by Ducks Unlimited. For 85 years, they have been putting ducks back in the sky for us selfish duck hunters. And 80 cents out of every dollar that is donated to Ducks Unlimited goes back to the ducks. You don't even need to say nothing else, just Ducks Unlimited. Everybody knows what it is. It's that time of year. The first big event of the year is out. It's the National Trip Auction. It can be found at www.ducks.org backslash nta it closes this saturday night eight o'clock all kinds of trips on there to have you can get ski trips fish trips trips for vrbos anything that's on that you can imagine you can buy right there on that and that's the national trip auction at ducks.org back backslash nta okay we're also brought to you by double t british kennels if you are needing a dog for this coming waterfowl season they can hook you up over there at double t british kennels uh, quality dogs, you know, that every British that I've ever been around has just been a sweetheart and a hell of a hunter. They, they've got dogs at every level. You can get mm-hmm. a puppy from them. You can buy a started dog. You can buy a finished dog. Good citizens. You know how the British are. They're very, they're very polite. So check them out at double T British Last but not least, we are brought to you by Stanfield hunting outfitters and the books are filling up very, very quickly. So if you are needing dates, I have get on the ball in November. I have. The Monday and Tuesday before Thanksgiving open. In December, I have the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday before Christmas open. And I actually have the 27th, 28th, 29th, and 30th open. Oh. And then in January, I've got a few dates here and there that open. And I actually have the third weekend in January, I believe, open also still. I there had, you go. I had a group move of hunt, so that's open. Anyways, check us out. We Dove have no, season, no, don't even call. Unless you've got a private group of 30 people and you can do a weekdays in October, I don't have anything available. So anyways, thank, thank you for everything you do for us. We appreciate y'all listening to us. We appreciate the downloads from the podcast to the first family of Waterfowl. We will be shooting season two starting in about a week. Next week at this time, we will be filming season two. God bless y'all. Thank y'all for listening. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this episode of the podcast, we are joined by the greatest, I'm going to say it, the greatest contest caller ever, Mr. Trevor Shanahan. Uh, we go over everything. I'm talking football, uh, conspiracy theories, contest calling, hunting. Uh, we cover it all. Great time with Trevor. We hope that you enjoy this episode. Here he is, Trevor Shanahan. Here we go. 
three, two, one. Boom, and welcome to the Big Honker Podcast brought to you by Alpha Outdoor Specialties. I am Jeff Stanfield with the world-famous Andy Shaver. Yeah, it's a little toasty in here today. Got too much, got too many sweatshirts over there. Yeah, we've got all our swag is coming in. Is swag the proper word to use? If you're a tool bag, go ahead. Okay, so we have hoodies and shirts have come in, and I had about 11 boxes come in opening day at Dove Season and opening weekend, so I'm letting the girls put them in here. So this has become a studio and a storage, storage room all of a sudden. But tomorrow they were going to get they're going to get them all put out. So if you want swag, go to Stanfield Hunting Outfitters. Go to shop and get go to store. We got all kinds of stuff. Got new products coming out. Speaking of good people today, the second smartest guy on this podcast today <laughs> from Maryland via where the hell are you at right now? Anyways, Florida. Where are you? Maryland, Delaware. Where I'm are you in at? Maryland. Maryland. I'm in another one right now. The world's most unlocked ghost caller in the world, my friend, Trevor Shanahan. Hello, Trevor. How are you doing? How's it going, guys? It's going but good. the best dual threat, as per Corey Nickham. You heard that, right? Yep. Would you say that that's... That's the only, that's the only thing I'm the best at. Would but. you say that that's probably accurate, the best dual threat? Yeah, from from the standpoint of being able to do everything like the the main street style, so just take the main street style of duck, uh, which is the ring and hails and everything, and the open goose, but then also the meat and the live styles, uh, and then mixing the two men. Yeah, um, I'm not the best at any one of them. Um, I, my best would be team goose, just because I can work off of people so well. Um, Having that reaction time from playing baseball and everything helps a little bit too, but you know, also having a good year. Um, but yeah, I mean, that that's kind of being able to do everything. That that's kind of my forte. That's the that's really the only reason I've made money at it for so long um, is because I can go to a contest and be in the top three of four different contests. Right. Um, so you just you stack the money up that way. Well, and and but, if you let's say you don't win one, you you double and triple your odds by being able to compete in other contests. You're not just a one-trick pony that's putting all of his eggs on winning a goose contest. Exactly. I mean, that's like I went to I went to dive bomb and I made money and didn't win. You know, didn't win any of the contests that paid out money. Um, you know, I finished second in the second in the duck and then uh, third in the goose. But you stack those paychecks on top of each other and. You know, you make a little bit of money for the weekend. So. I won. I won more money than you did when I bought you in the Calcutta, so I made the money. <laughs> yeah, I I did not call worth a crap in that goose. Um, I just got lucky that everybody except for Robbie and Mike uh, called as poorly as I did. Uh, or you know, in a normal contest where everybody's on, I wouldn't even been top five in that contest. It was it was not very good. It was just a you know just a lucky day. Um, in the duck, I put three good ones together. You put a different judging panel in there. I could have finished seventh place. I could have won the thing. You know, I got lucky enough to, to finish second place and, and, uh, took my $2,500 for it. So nothing wrong with that. Now you nope. have, you have ruffled, you set the internet on fire about a month ago. You and Nickum did it. Did your Instagram I thought, I, live. That, that was more Nickham. That was more Nickham's comments than mine. Um, he's the one who got everybody. I mean, 
just me being on just me being on camera gets people pissed off. So yeah, I ruffled uh, ruffled some feathers that way. But uh, you know, Nickum was Nickum, and and uh, you know he he might have got a little hyperbolic uh, on some points that he was making. You know, trashing some guys where you know none of the guys that we were talking about were were bad callers. You know, we were just giving our opinions on some people. You know, some of people, some of you know the favorites that people you know, have through the history of contest calling. Do we want to reiterate any of this? <laughs> I don't know that we want to go back down that road. I mean, uh, well, I go back and look at it, and you know me. I got, I got pretty thick skin, so stuff doesn't bother me too much. Um, I went back and listened to it, and I thought it was great. You know, there was, there was one or two things, you know, where Nickham got on a tangent and, and got going in on some people a little harder than I thought he needed to, but, I mean, we were on it for, you know, like two hours. So, you know, for him to only say two things that I kind of thought could have been reeled back in in two hours, you know, I didn't think was bad. But, I mean, we just, we basically did overrated and underrated callers of history and, uh, you know, some you know some of the good things and bad things about uh, guiding, about the waterfowl industry as a whole, um, you know, and... You know, both of us are, are pretty opinionated, so, um, you know, it was bound to ruffle some feathers. I, I knew it would. I mean, that was kind of part of the point of doing it, but it is what it is. It's in the past. Some people hated it. Some people loved it. Did you know that you were going to talk about that before you started recording with Nickham, or was that something that just kind of came up organically? Because let's be honest. No, that, let's, let's be honest yeah. here. Y'all's conversation is is not, I mean, that's something that happens. When you're just sitting around at a bar or having a couple beers, you start talking about a list. And I mean, you know, you the only thing you guys did wrong was it got you did it for the world to see. But that conversation happens. And to say it doesn't is a lie. Oh yeah, absolutely. And and the reason why we did it was because they it actually recorded a podcast, um, about it with Nickham and some other guys before Squad Fest. And, um, you know, what Nickham told me was, you know, somebody said, oh, you guys should not post that. And they didn't. What I was told by after the fa- after we did ours was, no, it was just like half of the podcast was predicting winners at Squad Fest and we didn't get it out before Squad Fest. So, you know, we just figured we'd scratch it. But, I mean, we went in knowing we were going to do, you know, most overrated callers all the time. And I was like, well, I don't want it to be 100% negative. So, you know, be thinking of some guys that you think are underrated too, you know, kind of give props to some guys that, um, you know, that their names don't come up when you're thinking of like, you know, uh, you know, that specific type of caller. Right. All right. Let me ask the question for the people that want to know. Uh-oh. Andy's looking at me. Who is the most underrated caller of all time? Jeff Stanfield, Ooh. we didn't know that. You saw my picture with me and my prize money at Squad Fest, so. <laughs> um, I, I tell you what, I do. I, I will answer that real quickly. I think John David Stanley, um, just as an all-around caller, um, is probably one of the most underrated callers um, out there. Like, you know, now that I've had time to think about it and everything, um, you know, he can, he can do everything um, and do it well. Um, he's, you know, had top finishes in, in both world contests. So, um, 
And I just don't think, uh, you know, when, when people start talking about the all-time greats, that his name really gets thrown around a lot, and it probably shows more often than it does. Is that just because he's just had top place finishes? Because what what has he won? What titles has he won? Um, I feel bad. I he hunts in the same second. area. I mean, he's he's won a lot of stuff across the country. As far as world titles, he won some junior and intermediate world titles. Um, he finished second at, at Worlds in Stuttgart twice, I think. Um, I think he's finished in the top five world goose. Um you know, so, I mean, he's, he's just an all-around really good caller. I think more people know him on the duck side, but he's a hell of a goose caller, too. And, and uh, you know, he's, you know, done a lot of lot of guiding down there in Texas, too. And, I mean, dude's a killer. Yeah. Yeah, we see him. I, we every talk day. to him every day. Talk to him on the side of the road every single day. <laughs> okay. Let's ask this question now. You ready for this? Andy's but, looking at me like, <clears throat> oh, shit. Do you not want me to ask this? What I'm, do you think I'm going to ask him? I don't know. You don't know? So you want me to ask? It's your show. <laughs> well, you're you're half the show. So this will only come from my half if anybody gets pissed off. Who is the most overrated goose caller of all time? Huh. So before I had said, I think I said Wade Walling and uh and as far as like open, like open goose, not you know, not just blowing a goose call. Um, it was Wade Walling and Scott Trina, which, I mean, they're both heck of goose callers. Scott's an amazing, a really great live goose caller. Goose sounds just like a goose. Um, but I was going purely from, like, the, the open style. But then when I started thinking about it more, I like, in my head, I was like, well, the guy who wasn't, you know, wasn't, like, the greatest goose caller out there, and everybody thinks that he's this goose calling God, you know, after we did it, it kind of came to me, would be Jeff Boyle. Um you know, and that's, I mean, don't get me wrong. He's not a bad goose caller, but for. Doesn't really, you know, stack up there, uh, you know, especially compared to the other two guys that I met, uh, mentioned, you know, as far as skill wise. And then is this something, is this, but I mean, this is basically what you put out on the show. And then the, one of the Facebook groups just got caught on fire. I mean, it was visceral. Visceral. How many? I I, I oh, would yeah. like to know your DM situation. Did you have a lot of guys crawling into your DM threatening to kick your ass? I mean, I most of what I got was positive. Um, Corey got most of the negative stuff just because those people know that they can send me a negative message and I, it doesn't gonna it's not gonna bother me one bit. You know these these are guys. You know Corey was the one getting a bunch of stuff. But, you know, Corey also said he, you know, he started rattling off a list of names of big names in the industry that sent him a message saying that they loved it. And some of the guys actually really surprised me because it wouldn't have been guys that I would have thought would have liked that conversation that we were having. Right. So yeah. it, was, it, was, it, was a, it was a mix. I'd say it was probably 60% negative, 40% positive. That's not too bad, Dan. But the ne- the negatives are always going to be you know the most vocal on the you know out in the open. Well, so. it's the one that stands out, and it's the one that it's the one that people piggyback off of. I think more than a positive comment, like anything you read any mm-hmm. any thread. If somebody puts like a negative little turd in the comment section, 
there's going to be seven or eight little trolls that are just right there with them, just piling it on. Whereas you get a positive comment and nobody seems to, that doesn't ever catch traction. The positive comments, yeah. don't, it just doesn't. Well, it's the, we, it's the world we live in. Yeah, we live in a negative world. But <clears throat> what I have found, because me and Andy have pissed a few thousand people off doing this podcast, safe to say, correct? Yeah. And over a lot of different subjects, a lot of things that you say that everybody finds that's, uh, causes a problem, it's visceral, whatever you want to say for it. Usually 90% of the people agree with that stance or just too many of them are pussies and won't say nothing. And I'm not talking about this exactly, but just in life in general, usually when someone says something, they're just saying what a lot of other people think and nobody wants to say behind the deal. Yeah. And I mean, in my case, it's, you know, it's the messenger uh, more so than the message. Uh, that people are disagreeing with because people um, already have know, it so. out for you. Yep. Yeah. So they already dislike me, and and you know, some you know sometimes the presentation is a, is a little harsh, but um, you know, I I thought I kind of held back and explained myself on that podcast, but you know, well, to call the podcast is is an insult to podcast. It was just an Instagram live, right? So well, so, but. It- and the calling world is a different world than any other world because it is the opinion of judges. It's not a clear cut victory. It is somebody's opinion on that day. So, yep. I mean, there, there's a lot of room for conversation and discussion and no, I like, I, you know, and, and part of it was you were bringing your own biases into it and what you, th- what you know, a calling contest should be run like. Um, and you've and got skin in the game, I mean, right? But that's what makes that's what makes this different than anything else is <clears throat> it's the opinion of somebody else. Yep, and and I mean, and that's kind of what we were getting at, you know, when people wanted to go off and whatnot, and and I was like, we were giving our opinions on an opinion based game that we play, right? You know, it's this is not a subjective, uh, or it's it's not a you know. It's not an objective sport that we're playing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's completely subjective. Um, it's up to the whims of the five guys behind the behind the curtain that day. Um, you know, and and two or three different ones in the panel can completely change everything else. But we're given our opinions based on our preferences. Um, you know, and and you know that's all we we're doing, and it's, it's an opinion based game. I mean, that's. That's why I like shooting sport and crazy so much. I either broke the target or I didn't. Right. You know, there's nobody, you know, judging it, you know, per se. In any sport out there that has an opinion, gymnastics. Mm-hmm. I don't know shit yep. about gymnastics, but I'm betting you that in in gymnastics from the Olympics to elementary school gymnastics, when you're getting someone's opinion to pick a winner, you're going to have someone bitching and grappling all the time. There's nobody ever gets second in an opinionized deal that don't think they didn't win. Never. I don't give a shit yeah. what you're doing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, and, and it's, I mean, gymnastics, ice skating. I mean, that's kind of the way that the, uh, that calling, calling contests are set up. You know, you have Olympic style scoring. It's, it's a 10 point scale. Um, you drop the high and the low, you take the three middle ones. Um, so it's trying to, you know, to take, you know, the potential for a little bit of bias out of there. Um, you know, there's one difference between, you know, figure skating or, or gymnastics is the judges are actually watching you where, um, you know, the judges can't see you in a calling contest. But I mean, if you got guys like 
you know, me or Corey or any of these guys, we know who everybody is just by sound. Um, you know, it's like I'm sitting back in the bullpen. I don't even know have to know who just walked out there. I know as soon as they hit their warm up. Right. So. How do you? How does that? Because let's say you had to judge a contest, and let I mean, how do you keep your personal biases out? Uh, some people don't. Um, I mean, it, it's no secret that you know Corey and I have never really saw eye to eye on a lot of things, and and it's better now uh, than it used to be. But I mean, I remember when we were at each other's throats, and I'm back there judging. And I knew it was him, but he was, you know, he was the best caller in the contest. Eight. There right. it is. There's my score. Yeah. You know, for for what I like, you know, I I leave. I think that everybody should leave their, you know, their biases about a person, good or bad. Because um, buddy points are a lot more rampant than people cutting guys that they don't like. Um, you know, and I just think personal biases should be left at the door. If you can't do it, you shouldn't judge. But if we did that, we'd have a lot of contests we wouldn't have enough judges for, well, or at least enough qualified judges. Well, and I mean, just the buddy point system, like that's got to be a, a huge problem at some of these bigger contests. Yep, I hate it. I've always hated it, but it's one of the things you, you just got to deal with. Um, I've benefited from it, believe me. Um, I know I've benefited from it in certain instances, and, um, you know, and then I've lost, you know, I lost the world championship because of it. I know for a fact because the guy told me, well, you know, I, you know, I thought you sounded as good or better than him, but, you know, I've known him for 40 some years, you know, had to give him an extra point. How um, can, at the biggest fucking stage, how can you, how is that an acceptable answer? Yeah. Well, and that's, that was kind of my opinion on it, but, um, you know, it was, it was somebody I respected, so I wasn't going to get into it, you know, too much with them, but, We've had, you know, I've had some knockdown, drag out, you know, straight up arguments about it with, you know, some people that I consider, you know, good buddies and they, they see it their way and I see it my way and, you know, we weren't going to change each other's opinions about it. So. <laughs> so when did you and Corey mend the fences? Because I didn't know that you guys were, were cool with one another and then you're winning the fucking dive bomb too, man. It, I mean, that came about just honestly to piss people off well I'm you did that too, man we've done it three times uh and every time we've done it, it's just kind of been a, a last minute thing and it's always been like oh let's see what people think about this um you know so the first time we did it was at paducah um at that big money meat contest which i think seth won me and seth finished second and and me and Corey finished uh finished third and then the next time we did it, uh, next time we did it, it was at last year at the uh, Team World Live Duck. Uh, and uh, Corey and I finished second. We were actually winning it going into the third round. And then him and uh, Mike Benjamin actually ended up jumping us. Uh, and, and so him and Mike Benjamin won, him and I finished second. Um, and then Dodd Bomb was. You know, two days before the contest, he said, if I can find someone to cover me to judge it, um, you want to do it just to, just to piss people off. And we did it. And honestly, we shouldn't have won. Um, I messed up really bad in the first round. 
the acoustics there weren't great. And in a two man, you can, you can honestly hide mistakes better in a two man. Mm. You know, I was, he was facing towards the judges. I was facing away from them. Um, they missed it. You know, we were winning from the start. So, um, but you know, we got to get away with them. Sometimes I won a world championship on a, on a full blown high tone. First note of the routine in Easton, which has the best acoustics you'll ever call And one judge caught it. So sometimes you just get away with it. So are y'all going to blow in Stuttgart together? Well, there's no team down there. There's no team there. Is, there, is it in Easton? Are y'all going to blow together in Easton? Uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe. It's, usually I have I have so many freaking teams in that thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, I kind of I want to tear it down a little bit. You know, maybe keep it at three uh, instead of like, you know, I've done five before, I think. Um, which is more money for the contest, more chances for me to win. But um, the years I've done well, it's typically been the years that I only had two or three teams. How many teams blow in um, that? Uh, it just depends on who's there. Um, I think there's been over 30 before, and then last year it was probably like low to mid-20s. What, what's that pay? Uh, I think the teams usually pay – a thousand a person, uh, plus a gun and a bunch. At the prize, the prizes are are awesome. Um, you know, Easton has some amazing sponsors that have continuously supported them. Um, Yeti, uh, Benchmade, uh, Benchmade knives. Have, I have a Benchmade knife uh, from the first year that I won a world championship, which was, was 2010, and they've been a you know every winner gets a knife for every single contest. Um, you know, they've been a great supporter. Yeti, um, I want to say, uh, I know Pan has been in it before, uh, as a sponsor. Uh, I think Sick has sponsored before. Benelli, uh, Browning, um, you know, they, they kind of go back and, you know, back and forth on, on, you know, who wants the gun sponsorship the most. Um, I've won a bunch of Benelli from there. Uh, last year, I actually won a, a Benelli Superbike Eagle 3 for Champion Champions, uh, and then a Stoger for um, the Team Goose. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the, the prize packages are good. World Goose, I think, pays 7500 and then the the individual live contests pay 2500 as far as cash prizes. And then they pay down, uh, you know, through, through third or fifth, depending on the contest. So if you go and you win one of the big ones and then you win some of the smaller ones, you're walking away with a pretty good payday and some good shit to put in the gun in the safe. Yep. I mean, I know one year, one year I won two or three world championships in the same night. And, you know, I, I walked away with like, ten, you know, 10 grand, I think, uh, now it was a little less than ten grand because it was, it was the world championship, which at that point only was paying five grand. Um, then I think it was the two teams, um, but then you know a bunch of Yeti coolers and and guns and everything, you know shells, um, you know bosses sponsored it in the past. Um, you know that one year I think I won two cases of boss shells, but. Now, do you have, have you, do you, how many, uh, you've had five, up to five teams there. Do you have more teams there or more fantasy football teams this year? Oh, I have way more fantasy football teams. <laughs> how many you have? 
So I do I do a lot of uh, I do a lot of drafts just uh, kind of as, as a strategy to see how different strategies will play out. Like I you know I texted you the yeah. other night. I never do zero RB. I never do an early stud uh, quarterback. Um, and I just I just wanted to see how it turned out, how it panned out. And I like I said, I did not like the way that it panned out. Yeah. Um, you know, I I felt really weak. Uh, you know, I think I'm running a, with seven Singletary as my RB one. Um, <laughs> that's true. But, that's bad. I mean, I, I I went back to back. I think I went uh, Devonte Adams, Stephon Diggs in the first two rounds, then rolled around and stacked Diggs with uh, Josh Allen in the third. Um, and might have got I think Kyle Pitts in the fourth, something like that. No, I can't remember what I did. I might have gone another wide receiver, but. Um, yeah, just didn't like the way it turned out, you know, yesterday or last night, um, I've never done a, uh, a salary cap draft. Um, so I just kind of wanted to try that and, and tried it. It was fun. Um, made a few mistakes, learned a few things, you know, if I ever do one in the future, uh, you know, know a little bit more of where I can find value later on, you know. Um, you know, overspent on in a couple of places. I thought but. I, I'd we, like to do a live auction draft because I've done that in well, it's baseball a before. Draft now, Jeff. Is it what they Excuse me, I didn't know the terminology you young yeah. flat bailed hat wears wear. Salary cap draft, it, but well, it's it, it's an auction draft. I mean, same thing. It is, I mean, but it's you know wrong wrong terminology. Excuse me, millennial. Anyways, I would like to do a football one. I've been in baseball ones and I really enjoyed it. And it was a keeper mm-hmm. league, so you could really set your team up for two or three years. But we had we had our draft. I'm in more fantasy football <laughs> leagues than I've ever been. Andy here, four. let me go ahead and tell you right now, just so the world can know this. <laughs> Andy, there's no reason Andy doesn't win multiple leagues this year because he got A-pluses from CBS Sportsline. So we automatically are just going to cut him the check, and we're not playing this year. That'd be fine Both with me. Leagues. That'd be fine with me. Um, I was counting it yeah, up. So we're in a, we're in a oh, super oh, flex okay. draft. And we did it on Monday. The big baller league, we Nine call it. Nine quarterbacks in the first 12 picks. 15 in the Nine. first 24. By the time it got back to me, there was nothing left at quarterback. Luckily, I took Justin Herbert with my first pick. But I got Kamara with uh, the second pick. I didn't go running back in that draft. I mean, I didn't Justin, go quarterback. And I Justin Jefferson in the third. So yeah. I got Justin Herbert, Kamara, and Justin Jefferson huh. with my first three picks. So... I I'm not. I don't hate it. I went Justin run- Fields, and I'm not. I don't know about that. I mean, it's not terrible if he stays healthy and produces. He he can make points with his legs, and I want to say I got Kyle Pitts in that league too. So I took Austin Eckler with my first pick. My second pick, I got to look up who I took. No, my I lied. I got I got Cole Komet. I missed out on. I was gonna take Kyle Pitts, and he got taken in front of me. I got hurt. I got Herbert. Zeke, Kamara, Lamb, Jefferson, Cole Komet, and Fields. And then a scrub kicker and a defense. How many teams? Twelve. Twelve teams, two QB, super flex, you know, or you know, that's not a bad lineup. No. And then I got Gibson. He'll he'll be good until uh bullet hole Brian Robinson comes back. So I might get a month out of Gibson being okay. And then uh, Michael Thomas and Hunter Renfro on the bench. So, you know, we'll see. Well, I, I went big on my quarterback, so I ended up with Jared Goff as a quarterback. So that's why I'm just thrilled with that. But I have Dalvin Cook and Austin Eckler as my tailbacks. The best. I've got – And that's great. Now, this is where I hit the shit, though, quick. I've got Marquise Brown, who I cannot stand. 
I got going to be great for the first eight weeks. Well, I, I'm going to need him to be so I can keep up with old A plus over here. And I got DK yep, Metcalf. I've got DK Metcalf. I don't know why everybody's down on him. They're going to have to throw the ball. He can get open. He's a stud. You got him in like a double-digit round. I yeah, like say, the 10th round or some shit. And then I got Evan Ingram as my tight end. And I got Tua as a quarterback. I got Tua and Baker Mayfield are my two other quarterbacks. So I, I, I may not even start Jared Goff. I'm not big on Evan Ingram. I'll pick up another tight end, but... I don't know what's going to happen in Jacksonville. The kid's got a lot of talent, and he's got Trevor Lawrence. They're going to be throwing the ball a bunch, so we'll see what happens. But I got Chris Godwin, and now he's playing this weekend, and he's starting, and I'm happy about that. I got Ramon. Are you going to play him, though? I I may start him over Marquise Brown. Oh, I wouldn't. No, don't do it. I wouldn't. And then I'm I'm not playing him the first week. I'm going to set him the first week regardless to see what he does. But – I, I I took a chance and I took Romeo Dobbs from the Green Bay. One of those Green Bay wide receivers is going to be damn good. Aaron Rodgers is going to make one of them a Very rich, wealthy. rich man. Probably going to be Sammy Watkins. Well, uh, it could, could you imagine? Could be. It could be. And and Payne talked me into picking Jamal Williams. He thinks he thinks DeAndre week. Swift. He's the guy. And then I got Marquise Valdez Scanlon, who I do not like, but I do like Ramondre Stevenson, who's on my backup running back. So. I, yeah. I really here's where I screwed up though. I started when I took Tua. I started to say, you know what? Screw it. I'm already screwed on quarterbacks. I'm gonna start one quarterback, and I almost took Saquon Barkley, and I would have had Cook, Eckler, and Saquon, and I, I, I wish I would have done that. Fifteen points or fifteen points. It doesn't matter who you put there. Well, yeah. When you got Jared Goff on your team, it's not really a lot. Uh, to, and he was well, actually pretty good last year. He's not gonna get benched. No shit. No, <laughs> they, they suck with the backups. I mean, here's here's what I would say if you ever find yourself in that situation again, Jeff, is you got to look at potential value. Um, You know, if Saquon was just absolutely tearing it up, you could turn him into a a lot better quarterback um, than you would be able to pick at that position. Um, You know, so you kind of have to look at it there. You might have to punt on a week or two but you know if, he, if he's tearing it up you can you can turn him into a better you know into a better quarterback because people are in in super flex leagues a lot less likely um to you know trade a quarterback but if you're giving them great value you know especially at the running back position uh you know you could flip a saquon for you know a mid a mid-level you know maybe like a qb 14 or so well but i, I could... think i think golf might be sneaky good who who would have thought though? I would have never thought that Dalvin Cook would be there at pick number fifteen. There's no way. I couldn't believe it. But all them quarterbacks, them quarterbacks just kept going and going and going. I thought, fuck, running back's the <clears throat> hardest position to have in football. You cannot get. There's just not very. There are not twelve starting number one running backs in the NFL anymore. Zeke Elliott is not one of them because uh, what's-his-name is going to get a play a lot? Pollard. You could. I mean, if you look at it, there's a team in this league. His starting running backs are A.J. Dillon and Jamal Javante Williams. So, like, if Saquon Saquon were to be good, though, you could probably move him for somebody on his team. And I took a third quarter. a lot of guys. And I was the first person to take three quarterbacks, and Baker Mayfield was my third quarterback. There's a guy that's going to be on a team to throw. He's got DJ Brown or DJ Moore, who's a great wide receiver. They're going to throw the ball. They're going to throw the ball. He's going to dump it to McCaffrey as long as McCaffrey's healthy. That's a good – That's a third quarterbacks are huge in that league, and those people didn't – I don't think they realize that. 
And Andy, Mr. A-plus here, his goal was to get three quarterbacks in both leagues, and I don't think you did in either <clears throat> league, did you? I didn't. There was too much value. I, my goal, especially in the – so I picked three. I picked third out of 12. Mm-hmm. And my goal was to get a co- two quarterbacks in the first three rounds of that draft. Well, the quarterbacks went so fast, I got to look at who was there, and Kamara was staring at me, and then it got back to me in the third, and Justin Jefferson was staring at me. So like uh-huh. you can't pass. I'm not that gonna up. pass. I mean that both of those guys. If Kamara didn't get suspended, he's got a legit shot at being. He's a, a top, top three. Five pick. A top. He's he could be top five. He could be top three. He could be the best running back in the league if if McCaffrey gets hurt and Jonathan Taylor. He's a legit top five guy, the regardless. Sure, and then Justin Jefferson could be the number one wide receiver in the league. So yeah, <clears throat> I went with well, that. I, I I truly think I think you know that golf pick might actually end up being decent because. They have a great offensive line, a very good offensive line, um, sneaky good, and then just lots of weapons. Um, you know, I'm on right. Uh, I'm on Ross St. Brown, DJ Shark, uh, DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams. If if Swift gets uh, dinged up, um, Jameson Williams once he once he gets healthy off of that injury. I mean, they they got some weapons there, so that's not a terrible pick. Well. Then our other league that we're in, which is our other two-quarterback league, which is the Knox City-based team, I did a little bit different. I had the first pick in the draft, and I took Christian McCaffrey. Just hoping he don't get hurt, but, I mean, what the hell? You, anybody's yeah. liable to get hurt. But I ended up with McCaffrey and Damian Pierce of Houston, who I've gotten about four leagues. I really like that kid. And I have Jalen Hurts and Dak Prescott for my quarterbacks, which I think I, I like both of them. And I got scary Terry McLaurin and Jerry Judy for my starting wide receivers. And I got Cole Komet. But I drafted Michael Gallup in the 13th round or something. And if he misses mm-hmm. two games and comes in, if, if he comes back and he had an injury, an ACL, and it usually it takes him a year to get over that. But if he comes back halfway solid the way the Cowboys have to throw the ball, he's going to be a solid number two or three wide receiver for somebody. Yeah, I'm just worried about Gallup because he's, a little more of a deep threat, um, and their offensive line uh, is, is horrible. Getting hurt and banged up. It's not. It's not nearly as good. It's not horrible, but it's not nearly as good Oof. as it used to be. When you sign a forty-year-old Jason Peters that got cut by two teams last year, <laughs> that's what you sign. That's bad. That tells you Eric Fisher is really hurt because he's thirty-one years old. He started for Indy last year and they tore his ACL at the end of the football season. Same as Michael Gallup mm-hmm. did, and nobody's signing Eric Fisher. Well. That scares me for Michael Gallup, too, because that's a two-year injury. They can say what they want to. You can come back after one year, but it takes two years to get fully over that. Well, you just said you're going to start Godwin. I'm going to start Godwin if after I watch him play one game. Some guys come back faster a, than others. I have a lot of Godwin. Um, I, I have a lot of Godwin this year. I mean, probably three-quarters of my teams have Godwin on him. Just getting way too much value. If he comes back and he's even – Three quarters of what he was last year, you know, getting him in the in the tenth, you know, you know, ninth, tenth, eleventh rounds that I've been getting him in, it's you know, it was it was just too much value to pass up because I mean, if he comes back at three quarters of what he was, he's still a top ten wide receiver. I guess I've only I got him in two two. I've got Godwin in two of the four that I'm in, so half. But yeah, I mean, like you said. Mm-hmm. If he hits, and especially like when you're looking at the ninth or tenth round, like nobody there has more upside than him. I mean, yep. you're, you're pretty much just hoping something sticks in that round. So why not take a guy that could be a gangbuster for you? 
Mm-hmm. And I, I definitely, uh, I, and when I did that zero RB, um, I reached a little bit for him. Um, I think I took him in the six, um, cause it was, I did a four, a 14 team, uh, draft in that one. And it was, you know, I, I reached a little bit on him, but I wanted to make sure that I had him just so that I had my, I was like, well, I'm going to be struggling to get two good running backs. So I want to make sure I have a good, you know, flex play there later on in the season. But I don't have um, the balls to do zero. I, I, RB. I probably have them on seven out of 10 or 11 teams that I have right now. I don't have the balls to do zero RB. I'll tell you some players that didn't get drafted. And this is funny. Which one? In which league? In the in the, the big baller league with Mr. Logan Pyatt. Mr. Juicy. First of all, somebody drafted Zach Wilson. And well, he, fuck yeah. And he's not playing for the first six weeks now, they don't think. Joe Flacco is is, is going to be there. So Joe Flacco, they, so somebody's got two quarterbacks and one of them's him, and he's not going to play for six weeks. Daniel Jones did not get drafted, which tells you the state of how good he probably is going what? to be. In the big ball? No, Daniel Jones right there. I'm looking at it. Uh, I know my first waiver wire pickup. Uh, <laughs> uh, Rondell Moore at Arizona. Everybody's forgotten about him. He's going to be number two player there. Uh, I mean, they got a lot of speed. Geno Smith did not get drafted. Did Drew Locke? Kadarius Tony did not get drafted. I did draft him, and I had to drop him because the draft was fucked, fucked up. up because of sixty rounds. Chase Claypool, Garrett Wilson, the New York Jets has a potential to be a big time player. Did not get drafted, and that really kind of surprised me. A lot of the other guys didn't. Jalen Tolbert, the Cowboys' second wide receiver, did not get drafted. That tells you how bad he is. <laughs> I mean, I've got him on a couple teams as a late round flyer. Uh, McCall Hardman at Kansas City. Kansas City's got twenty seven receivers. It seems like on their yeah, team, they though. got Juju, they got MVS. That's what they I'm saying. They're everywhere. Hardman sucks though. Yeah. I mean, if if he hasn't if he hasn't figured it out by now, he's not going to. All right, we're gonna we're gonna I'm gonna ask you some questions. Where are we at here? Because we gotta do another pick two with you. What does it matter? What does it matter what we're at? I just was curious, dickhead. Go Don't ahead. be such an asshole. Um Okay. Who do you think your bold pick for NFL? Give me a bold pick, a prediction of sometimes. My bold prediction is the Kansas City Chiefs don't make the playoffs this year. You stole Trevor. I've I've already said that, yeah. But um Dolphins AFC championship game. Ooh, that is bold. Ooh, That's fucking real bold. Yeah, what a mighty. Think you pissed some people off the other day, boy. You're stepping right <laughs> out of that. Wow. They're winning. They're winning twelve or thirteen games this year. Um, they'll they'll be fighting the Bills for first in the division, Ooh. and maybe even home, uh, maybe even home field. Somebody right now saying that motherfucker's drunk. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's hey, a bold prediction. So, if you're gonna go, I I tell you what. That's all. That's all I had to drink right there. <laughs> I appreciate you being bold though, because I get sick and tired of you watching the NFL. Your bold prediction. Well, I got the Cowboys beating the Detroit Lions on Thanksgiving. Well, that's really fucking stepping out there, there, Terry Bradshaw. I like that. That's bold, Andy. Now watch Andy is going to really disappoint everybody with his bold <sighs> prediction. What is me, your bold prediction? Let me see. I got to look at my teams. You put me on the spot oh, here. Also, I have the Raiders winning the division and the Chiefs not making the playoffs. Well, I'm with you on that. <laughs> I just don't think they can get past the Chargers. I do have the Chiefs not making it, and I've got, I've got the AFC West: Chargers, Raiders, Broncos. Chiefs. Oh, uh, no, yeah, you're right. No, I've got them: Chiefs, Broncos. I only think two is going to make it out of that division because two are going to. I mean, here's the deal: if Trevor's right, you know Buffalo's not going to miss the playoffs. So there's. 
one of them is going to be your wild card team. Well, I think it's going to be the wild card teams that I have in my mind are going to be the Raiders and the Broncos. Here's and my bold San, and San Diego, the Chargers winning the division. What's your bold prediction? My bold prediction is Cincinnati Bengals will not make the playoffs. That, that doesn't surprise me if that oh, happens. Well, fuck. I'm sorry that it wasn't bold. No, enough no, for that's you. a bold. They were in the Super Bowl last year. That's kind of so that's what I a thought. pretty bold pick. But Trevor's he's walking on water bowl <laughs> predictions. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> Miami win the AFC championship game. That's big. <clears throat> I I said in it. I didn't say winning it. I know, in, in it. it. I, that's, I don't have done a Super Bowl, but well, we're not on uh, crack that, here. We're just drinking a little bit. That that defense is very good, although they did lose Byron Jones for the first few games of the season. Um, and I mean, he's just a shutdown corner, but, uh, and, and then the offensive talent, um, still worried about the offensive line a little bit, but they, they have helped it out some, um, you know, I think the running game will be more creative, uh, than it has in the past. And they have a little more talent there now with, uh, with Edmonds as kind of a little scat back, and then you know Mostert, if he can stay healthy, and, and they only run him about ten times a game, I think you know that dude that dude can break a, a big play at any given time. So, and you know Mike McDaniel is coming from that Kyle Shanahan offense, and uh, you know that everywhere they've gone, they have been able to run the ball. So I, I'll be curious to see. I, I just think there's too much talent down there for them not to succeed this year. I'll give another prediction that's going to happen, or I think. Trey Lance is out by game six as a starter for the 49ers. Ooh. That might I mean, that and, might And Derek Carr leads the NFL in passing yards this year. That's not a stretch oh, at absolutely. all. absolutely. That's not yep. a stretch at all. See, it's, it's either going to be him or Kirk sure, Cousins. I'm, yeah, that's my, I'm pretty sure he's the betting favorite to lead the league in passing yards. Yep. And I would uh, I would say Hunter Renfro leads the league in catches this year, but that's a lot of balls with the Devontae Adams there and Darren Waller being healthy. But I well, Hunter Renfro has got the makings of a hundred and twenty catch guy, hundred and thirty catch guy. You're Welker. Yep. Same same type of situation. Um I don't think I, there's any way that now that I'm looking at it, I've got everything drawn out. I don't think there's a way that Cincinnati doesn't make the playoffs. You think yeah. that Baltimore's going to win that division or I think, Cincinnati? I think Baltimore's going to win the division. They take three in the playoff or for the wild card, right? Mm-hmm. I've got my or I've got a team in the AFC East being a wild card team, a team in the West. No, I've got two teams, so I guess there is a path. If if a team we'll from see. the East Fuck makes it. the playoffs, it's going to come down to the last, the number three team in the AFC East. I don't think all the teams in the AFC West are going to get in the playoffs. I just don't see that happening. No, not all four. I can't imagine their records being because they're going to beat each other up. Right. But the AFC, the Colts should easily win the South. They should win the South pretty easy. That doesn't mean it'll happen, but they should. Over Tennessee? I, th- I think so. I think Tennessee's going to be struggling. I think the yeah. Colts would be the legit chance to win it. But but either one of them, though, are gonna is going to lose seven games, eight yeah. games probably. Well, I don't think Pittsburgh has got the offense to win that division. No. And It's going to be Baltimore, I, I think. I think it's going to be Baltimore. And I don't think – I personally – think it's going to be Buffalo is going to be standing by themselves in the East. I'm not bold predicting it over there, but it could happen. But I think it's going to be so that, that so it's going to come down to Cincinnati and one of them AFC West teams for that last play, playoff spot, I think. In the NFC, I don't I just 
I don't think the Rams, if, if the 40, if Trey Lance turns out to be the quarterback he's supposed to be, then the, the, then they have a chance to win the division because they've got so much good, such good personnel. But I'm gonna pick the Rams. I think Arizona is gonna be. Low. I think Cliff Kingsbury gets fired after this season. I think they win five games. What are you drinking? Uh, Evan Williams, Bowers and Bond. Evan Williams. Saw that the other day. I didn't get it though. Hey, I looked up that stuff that you were talking about that Chose likes. Yeah, it's just like seven hundred dollars a bottle. That's shit. I know. Calm yeah. down, Jeff. Uh, look I'll it up. Deal. I'll get us a deal. You know, maybe from Blood maybe from two. No, I don't. Maybe from two thousand twelve. It was. I looked it up. It was seven hundred dollars a bottle. I'm sure they have different variations of it. Yeah. They had about twenty different bottles, but you could spend a whole lot of money on it. That's that's bourbon these days. Yeah, I mean something that's that rare. I mean, if you're if you're getting it on on the resale, you know, the resale market, not the not the retail market. It's. I mean, it, it'll you know rare bottles will easily go for that. Well, this here was on, definitely on the um, internet market, like wooden cork or something. I don't know anybody uh-huh. working yep. at uh, Buffalo Trace like the guys that were getting the pappy a couple no, of years back. No, but wooden cork, it, things. I looked at wooden cork the other day when you told me to get something, and wooden cork's marked way up. It probably is. Even just regular shit that's on there was almost double. Well, to my friends that I've sent some stuff with wooden cork lately, <laughs> I paid over uh, overpaid you for did, it. Oh, you did. You got took. Yeah. You got took, little guy. No, that's the way it goes sometimes. I, I, I tell you, your boys over at Looking Glass got me on on this white label Evan Williams. It's, it's my everyday sipper. You know, hundred proof, nice and smooth, has a real good taste to it. I don't drink it neat. I put a couple cubes in it. I think it opens it up a little bit for me, but that's most bourbons for me. But it's like twenty dollars for for a fifth of it. Um, you know, so doesn't break the bank. Tastes really good. You know, goes down well. Why is it frowned upon yeah. to drink pappies with Coke? God damn. <laughs> God damn. That, that, that just tells, you know, you know those memes, tell me you're something without telling me you're something? Yeah. <laughs> Our pappies bottle sitting next to, sitting next to a Coke bottle. <laughs> What's bad is you, you can laugh all you want to. But that's the way I would rather have my bourbon anyways because I'm not a bourbon drinker. So I would like to have it with a splash of soda of some sort. Just don't drink a whole glass. I, I prefer ginger ale or or even ginger beer. Ooh, I'm, I'm not a ginger beer fan. I like ginger ale though. I like mules. If, if I'm yeah. gonna if I'm gonna mix it with something, I always mix it with ginger ale. That's what it's. Yeah, so I, I make Kentucky mules. Um, you know, so it'll be it'll be ginger beer, uh, lime, and uh, and a little bit of aromatic bitters. So you've got faith in Tua, evidently. Think he takes a big step yeah. forward. I think I don't say my thing is I think they put too much talent around him for him to fail. He, With Tyreek, he's accurate. He literally he came out of college and his talent around him, skill position wise, was better in college than what he came into the NFL with. He's been playing with less talented people than he did in college, which blows my mind because you know that doesn't happen very often. You can say Um, that about every Alabama quarterback for the last ten years, though. No, I'm, I'm, well, I mean, Mac Jones, for sure, he went into no talent whatsoever. What about Jalen Hurts? What about every one of them, though, played with more talent in Alabama than did the NFL team they went to? You can go back a long time. Derrick Henry is a tailback. Alvin Kamara is a tailback. I mean, they've had they've had running backs. Look, I thought he went to Tennessee. He After he yeah. couldn't make it at fucking Alabama, he went to Tennessee. He started out at Alabama and transferred to Tennessee. But 
you look at all the look at the wide receiver room there, and that's the same at Ohio State. At least Alabama quarterbacks have at least done decent in the. Nobody from Ohio State's won a game oh, in the NFL no. since Arch Schleister left. Alabama quarterbacks are notorious for being terrible NFL yeah. quarterbacks. Choke artists. Oh, name name one Ohio State one that's better. Kirk Herbstreit, Brian Hoyer. Well, oh, I'm not talking about. No, but I'm just saying Alabama quarterbacks Brian have Hoyer's had more. Brian Hoyer's had a better career than any Alabama quarterback had. Well, he he's been playing longer. He didn't win any more games. Joe Namath won more games than Brian Hoyer did, probably. But Brian Hoyer played for 27 years. But who who in the NFL from Ohio State as a quarterback or Alabama? Right now, though, we got three starters from Alabama in there that yeah, I can but think they're of. Not any, they're not any good. Jalen Hurts is going to be pretty good, but people from Oklahoma say he's from Oklahoma now, <laughs> so they they don't know who they got. Jalen Hurts is going to be a good fantasy quarterback. He's not going to be a good NFL quarterback. Lamar Jackson, and number I, two, then. Yeah, yeah, but, I mean, Lamar, Lamar Jackson can actually win. I'm not a Lamar fan, but he can actually win him some games. I, I think Tua has the potential to be the best just because he is the best pure passer out of really any of those Alabama guys that have come out recently. Um, I'm not – not a huge fan of Mac Jones. I don't think the Patriots have a winning season this year. Lamar Jackson cannot win a game when it gets to de- de- January. He just can't do it. He's not a January quarterback. A lot of talent. <laughs> yeah. A lot of talent. He's just like Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray's going to be damn good until the chips are on the table and teams start playing defense. And it sounds like Kyler Murray don't like, like to watch film either. Alabama quarterbacks. Is that what you're looking up, Andy? Yeah. Uh, Tua, Mac Jones, Jalen Hurts. Which I don't, uh, I don't consider Jalen Hurts. You consider him Oklahoma. He's Oklahoma. Okay, you don't consider him that. No, I do. He's Oklahoma. Okay, he's sooner. But but uh, AJ McCarron, AJ McCarron, Greg McElroy. Yeah, they're none. To so go back to Joe Namath or Ken Stabler, I mean, it's go way way back yeah. to find one that was worth the shit. Mike Shula. Yeah, he he was a big name one. That's what I'm saying. There's not same none. with Ohio, same with Ohio State though. Yep. I mean they they get by on their on their. Bart you Star. know, on their linebackers, their defensive linemen, their wide receivers, running backs. That's what Alabama and Ohio State have always gotten by on. Every um, place except know. quarterback. Both schools. That's they, why what's funny, both quarterbacks they now. Recruit, they recruit good college quarterbacks is what they're trying. They're trying to win college games. Yeah. You, know? Yeah. you know, they don't care whether, you know, their quarterbacks produce in the NFL. They're trying to win championships in, the, in college. Right, right now, Alabama's quarterbacks are ranked one and two. And I'm telling you right now, you take either one of them and you're probably might as well just throw your pick out the window. Take a defensive end from Alabama if you're going to do that or somebody else. Hell, Texas Tech's defensive end I would take before them guys. Bryce Young looks pretty good, but I'd probably be looking at someone like Quinn Ewers. Um, But that's going to be, what, that's two more years. Yeah. I think. He's just uh, he's a redshirt freshman, isn't he? Quinn? Uh, Alabama is going to beat the brakes off Texas on Saturday. I am so ready for Saturday. I cannot tell you. Why? Because I want to see what Quinn Ewers has. I didn't get to watch him last week. So you want to see Texas get beat. I didn't say and, that. And, I want to watch well, Quinn Ewers play. Well, that's okay. We can listen to shit all the time. Texas Tech's <laughs> playing Murray State this weekend or somebody again. I want to watch. I didn't get to watch Quinn Ewers last week. I want to see what the kid has. I'm well, excited about it. That's I mean, all I meant. The, the line is 22. Poor guy got his car, car towed. 22? 22 is the line. Alabama's favored by 22. And if I was betting, oh, wow. I'd be betting Roll Tide. And I'm a Texas guy. Man, that's a big line. Texas, Texas finds it in them to play well in those big games. Well, I'll bet maybe, you, maybe not win them, but 
play play up to their they play to their competition. Well, I'll bet you my Calcutta money that Texas loses by more than twenty two. What are they? Where are they playing? It wouldn't matter if they were playing in the Winn Dixie parking lot. Alabama's going to beat their ass. They're I think they're playing in Alabama. More, I thought they was playing in Austin. They're playing in Bama. Are they? At forty two points. In, <laughs> I thought the they were in Bama. It don't. I said it don't matter where they play at. I can't believe it's twenty two points. I'm looking at. Yeah, it. I'm gonna I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Texas fan, but Texas is unranked. I, I, I don't. They're gonna beat Alabama. Texas has a guy on their team that probably will be the best player drafted next year if he stays healthy. Is that B. John Robinson, that tailback? He's an NFL ready to be a star. And he will be a first-round pick. And running backs are not going to be first-round picks much anymore. It is 20 points, not 22. It's 22 unless they changed it this morning. It says 20 right here. Well, it was 22 earlier. That was yesterday. So it, it depends which, which which booking place you're looking at. That's Sports yeah, Illustrated. True. So. Well, the the, the West Westgate or whatever it is will change it as the line money line goes. But 22 is big. Twenty is not as bad, but twenty two is over three touchdowns. But man, I just I don't I have no faith in Texas is playing defense anymore. And the whole state of Texas, we can't find a motherfucker that can tackle <laughs> at all. We can't throw nobody that can throw the ball to the other. It's not to the other team in crunch times. We beat the brakes off Oklahoma last year and still got beat. Uh, so I got a question for you mm-hmm. because you guys are from Texas. Which school in Texas has the most oil money? University of Texas and A and M both because they share a a fund called the Governor's Fund or something, and they both get a huge amount of money. I don't know how much it is. Texas has. Now, I, I'm talking. I'm talking from individuals. You talking about Ooh. donors? It would be SMU then. Uh, yeah, from, no. from alumni. No, yeah. it's Texas has the biggest endowment now. They just passed Harvard. It's the biggest endowment. Okay. Give, give it give it five years with NIL, Texas will be back. Then. They just paid $13 million to get Quinn Years to play come quarterback for a couple of years. They've got the money. Yep, and and what they what they pay Arch. <laughs> you know what? I don't I they paid him a lot, I'm sure, but I don't think money was a biggest factor in that as it is for everything else. Hey, they're they're oh no, definitely not with his family, but still. Uh three perfect uh three perfect quarterback prospect ratings ever. Texas has all three of them. It's crazy. Says the University of Texas has a thirty-one point nine billion dollar endowment. Mm. It says but SMU yeah. only has two billion. So, so Vince Young, Quinn Ewers, and uh, Arch Manning are the only three perfect quarterback uh, recruit grades that have ever been given out in Texas. Had Texas got well, all of them. Well, unfortunately, only one of them is going to probably end up winning a national championship because I think I think Arch Manning's going to be a bust. And I don't know what Queen Ears are going to do. Here's the problem Texas is facing. If Arch Manning, uh, and me and Andy talked about this, if Arch Manning leaves high school and goes goes to Austin in January and checks into school, he's checking into school with the thought in his mind he's going to be the starting quarterback the next year. If he goes in red shirts and does all that, it'll make things not so bad because then he's going to sit behind Queen Ears for one more year. But if we get into quarterback battle, one of them's going to transfer off. I think I think it'll redshirt. If he does that, then it'll be a lot lot better off. But if he comes in and doesn't want a red shirt and he wants to go try to become the starter, a true freshman starter, mm-hmm. then it's gonna it's gonna sure change things up. 
What were Peyton and Eli? Were they both true freshmen when they took over? No, tr- tr- Peyton Manning and Brandon Stewart were in a quarterback battle. Brandon Stewart was from Stephenville, and they were both freshmen. They fought back and forth over the deal, and they gave the nod to Peyton. I don't think Peyton started till the third or fourth game because I saw a, a story about he went into the to the huddle, and you know he was Peyton Manning. He, everybody knew who he was, but it didn't matter, you know. It, and they were playing like Alabama or somewhere, and they're down. And he walked in, okay, guys, let's get going, let's read. <laughs> and some lineman said, "Shut the fuck up and just play quarterback." Some senior lineman or something. But so I, I don't think he started game one. Appeared in twelve games with eight starts as a true freshman. Yeah, his first three or four games he did not start, and then Brandon Sturt transferred to A and M, and was a decent player. And I think he can play in the NFL a little bit, maybe, but. uh Peyton Manning, um, they never could win the national championship, but T. Martin wins it the next year. So, and it says Eli was a redshirt freshman. Yeah, I don't. So. I don't. I don't. Eli was Eli wasn't near as good as Peyton. So, no. I mean that doesn't that doesn't surprise me. The motherfucker hey, looks like he's on the spectrum a little bit. Have you bit. seen he's that video? Thick tongue. Have you seen the video of Eli and Eli and Peyton are watching film, <laughs> and Eli's eating chips. And he's fucking just eating them with his mouth open and just... Eli is? Yeah, just slow you. eating. And Peyton's like, dude, do you have to do that so loud? Pey- Eli's like, I'm just eating fucking <laughs> chips. What do you want from me? He's like, no, no, that's too much. We're not doing that here. And Peyton takes the back from him. But he is. Like, if you watch that video, that, sh- that tells you everything you need to know about Eli Manning. Eating potato chips. That's everything you need to know about the guy. And he's going to be in the NFL Hall of... He's going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback. And should not be in the Hall yeah. of Fame. Should uh, not be in the Hall of Fame. Why? Because of two rings? Yeah. That's the only reason he would be in. He shouldn't be in. There's a lot if, of quarterbacks. If he goes in, in Philip Rivers should go in because Philip Rivers was a better quarterback than he was. I, I agree with you on he that. I, agree, I I believe Philip Rivers is a better quarterback than Eli Manning also. And I, and I believe that uh, there's a lot of quarterbacks. I'm not a Dallas Cowboy fan. Tony Romo is a better quarterback than Eli Manning. Does Tony Romo go yeah, in? He didn't, play, he didn't no. play long enough, though. Well, you don't he, think Romo goes in? No, I don't think no, so. No, if Romo, if Romo played another five, six seasons, without a doubt, Hall of Fame. But I think he was. I think it, he's better quarterback than than Eli Manning was. And there's been there's been a lot of them that oh, are yeah. there. Uh, is Michael Vick getting the Hall of Fame? No, no, I don't think so either. Wasn't good enough. No, I don't. I don't think so either. He, he he was a cultural icon. He wasn't a you know he wasn't that good of a quarterback. Um, you know Tony Romo was consistently a top five quarterback in in the league. Every, you know pretty much every year he was playing, he just didn't play long enough. You know Eli Manning was never considered a top five quarterback. Michael Vick was never considered a top five quarterback. Well, they only um, they only take five guys right at a time, and every year for the next five years you're going to have a quarterback because Drew Brees and Ben Roethlisberger are going to get in at the same time. Uh, mm-hmm. Philip, uh, Philip, not Philip Rivers. Somebody else just retired too. That was really pretty good. Was it Rivers? I, I don't think Philip Rivers will get in. I think he's he's borderline, but I don't think he'll get in. But if Eli gets in, he should get in. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we've got guys. Russell Wilson's a Hall of Famer. Aaron Rodgers is a Hall of Famer. Patrick Patrick Mahomes is a Hall of Famer already. If he didn't play again, he'd All get right. in. Gil Sayers is in, so he would get in already. And um, Brady, 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 fucking Brady, that would just give him his own building. Brady, Brady's had three Hall of Fame careers. <laughs> he yeah, has. twenties, thirties, and forties. <laughs> yeah, he, he should be in the Hall of Fame for sure. But I'm trying to think if there's some other quarterbacks out there that are 
So here's Eli Manning's stats. 57,000 yards, 366 touchdowns, 244 interceptions. Phillip Rivers, 63,440 yards, 421 touchdowns, 209 interceptions. So he's got less interceptions, more touchdowns, and more yards. And will not get in, but Eli Manning will get in. Yep. No rings are going to hold him back. That's sad. I think – and here's one that I will be very, very interested once he retires because based on play in the NFL, Matt Ryan should be a Hall of Famer. I don't think he's going to make it. He's Philip. He's th- Philip Rivers and Eli Manning. I don't think he can get but over the twenty-eight-three. He's better. He's better than Philip Rivers. I don't, I don't know about that. I, I By don't the know. time his career is done, yeah, <clears throat> he's sitting at sixty. And he made, made a Super Bowl. Yeah, and I don't. Uh, that might hurt him though. Twenty-eight-three. That that'll haunt him. He's sitting. He's sitting right at sixty thousand passing yards and three hundred sixty-seven touchdowns, one hundred seventy interceptions. Mm-hmm. So. And he's play for five more five more years. Well, he better not. If he plays like he did last year, he won't. I don't think he will. He was horrible. I think he's. I um, think he's he in a talent last year. Yeah, he's in a much better situation. We'll, this we'll year. see how he does this year because I got no respect for him. I tell you, somebody that you're going to laugh about this. Respect. I don't. I, as a player, still, I don't. As a person, I don't have nothing against him. But right. I don't think Matt Ryan, as a player right now, is something to be scared of. He was. He's been horrible the last couple of years. I think he will. Well, what, we'll see. you got, got Jonathan. You you gotta you gotta have some respect. Jonathan Taylor and Matt, uh, Michael Pittman. He's got a great offensive think, line. Too. I think he's got a shot at well, being. If Matt he Ryan if he old. can't win it this year or do good, uh, I'll tell you another uh, player. You're gonna laugh your ass off at this, but when you look at his stats, it'd be surprising you. Kirk Cousins. No, if he plays another yeah. five years, his numbers are good yeah. though. He'll never be in. And I agree with you, but. And then what's funny is someone will say, well, his numbers are so much better than Troy Aikman's were. Well, it's a different version of football nowadays. It's completely different. 32,000 yards, 223 touchdowns, 91 interceptions. That's that's about what Romo was. Cousins, Cousins, will, play, Cousins will play like another 10 years because he's only like 30, isn't he? He's if been in the league eight years. If he plays eight more years, he will have another 35,000 yards. He'll be at 70,000 yards passing. And his touchdowns. No, he's been in the league ten years. This will be his. This will be his eleventh year. Which with Brady, like who the fuck knows? I mean, he was he was a commander in two thousand. He was a Redskin in two thousand twelve. So. There you go. You got it right that time. But you know, uh, like <laughs> Drew Pearson, they put in the Hall of Fame. His numbers are pedestrian. Shit. Well, his career numbers is about what Antonio Brown would have in about thirty two games now. What what blows my mind is. The numbers Dan Marino put up in that era of football. Yes, it's it's just insane. I mean, that dude was crazy good. I remember when they beat the Bears in '85. The only Bears, the only loss the Bears had was on Monday Night Football, and I remember watching the game, and it was like it's going to come down to Dan Marino's arm against the Bears' great defense. And what mm-hmm. it, the greatest defense probably in the history of football, other than maybe when Baltimore had Ray Lewis and Earl Tom, or uh, Ed Reed. You can bet on everything in Vegas. I wonder what the odds are that Tom Brady gets a divorce. You had you had Chris McAllister, uh, Peter Bowler, was Terrell uh, Suggs on that? Like that defense was that defense was stout. I I think honestly, Steel Curtain and then that that one year of the Bears. I mean, that, those are the only two that can even be mentioned in the same conversation as that uh, as that Super Bowl with. 
with the uh, you know Ravens defense. So you think Tom Brady's going to get divorced now? Andy? I'm just looking at what the odds are. You can bet on anything in Vegas. So what are the what are the odds right now? I'm trying to find it. They say that's what the 11 days was all about. Was she was in Costa Rica and was like, listen, we decided as a family, you were done, and now all of a sudden you're back at it. This shit ain't gonna fly. Well, that's a shitty. And she uh, makes more money than he does, so like he might. She have doesn't to make more money than he does. Yes, he does. No, we yes, looked it up. His endorsements, his endorsements make him a whole lot more money than she makes. We looked What's it up. her endorsement? <laughs> Who the fuck endorses her? She's fucking an old has been. A model. lot of people endorse her. She makes more money than Brady does. Who? What is yeah. she? What is she? Endor- what does she model now? Uh, fucking dollar bills, Jeff. Victoria's fuck, yeah. they gotta hire he, fat chicks now. Exactly. So she sure. He sells a bunch of a bunch of um, coffee table books. He has a bunch of makeup deals, all kinds of stuff. The Gen, the Jenner girl is a freaking billionaire off of cosmetics. Just shit. I, I know the that cosme- the cosmetic game is what it's at. Well, I feel sorry for Tom Brady because there is nothing more fucking miserable than having to go home to Why? a hold on to go home to a pissed off wife over a decision that you made that was not a smart move, a, a smart decision that affects her life. Because when he walked home after he said that he was going to play football again, or not walked home when he walked in that door, he the, all the way home he thought, oh, she's going to fucking kill me. She'll get over this well, real quick. There ain't nothing he can buy her to make her happy when she's pissed. So he walks through that door and she's like. I thought I told you that we were done and we were not going to play football anymore, and you agreed to this. And now you decide you want to play football? She goes, really? Well, you said you didn't care. I said I didn't care, but that don't mean I don't care. I fucking care. I don't think she told him that she didn't care. I think they sat down and she said, I think they both had a discussion that he was done. But Tom Brady being Tom Brady, he he wants that picture perfect. Right. I don't even know if he wants that anymore because he had that two years ago. But what do you think? So you think that he just called up his agent and said, let's play football again and didn't consult with her? <laughs> yeah, and yeah. and then she just found out about it the day yes. training camp started? She, no. Like, she, she found out about it in the tabloids like we did. But do you think that she didn't really, that he that she probably thought the whole time that he was not he would change his mind before two-a-day started? No. I think she's been pissed since February when he decided he was coming back. And so she just said, I'm going to Costa Rica with the pool boy. I'm going. I'm going. Here's my thing. Jester said, I feel sorry for Tom Brady. No, you don't feel I, The best quarterback that's ever lived. Well, well he, I feel sorry for his ass. He goes sorry. home to a supermodel, and usually, if you're going home to a supermodel, you're probably, you know, definitely not the best-looking one in the, in, the, uh, <laughs> in the relationship. You don't even know who's the best-looking one in the relationship there. Well, he still ha- he had to deal with, with a pissed off wife, and I felt sorry for him that because that's a bad deal. And now it's all public knowledge, so there's nothing he can do to make it up. Okay, let me ask you this: They get a divorce. It's not public knowledge; it's speculation. Well, but if they get a divorce, it's going to be public. It's just like everything else in the world conspiracy theory. It usually comes true. If, <clears throat> if, <throat> if, just if they got a divorce, who's going to be more pressure? I would hate to be the fucker that tried to date her after Tom Brady. Oh my god, that would suck. Some he ain't gonna have no trouble finding some girl trying to be the next wife of his. No problem. Well, but, he went he went from some actress that he had a kid with, actress yep. or model that he had a kid with, to to Giselle. Yeah. So, who did Giselle? She dated Tom uh, Tom Brady. She dated DiCaprio also, didn't she? And then she and then she turned twenty five, and then he had to leave her. Yeah, everybody did. 
<laughs> but, but could you imagine being the next guy up in her to date her? No, you're fine. I mean, what here, the fuck are you going to do? You're fine. Here, here's my thing. You want to go? You want to go through a hit list? It's one everybody knows. Derek Jeter. I mean, that is that's that's a black book for days. But the surprising one, dude, go look at freaking Blake Griffin. His lineup. Gone. Girlfriend, the girlfriend. Right there. He dated one of the Kardashian chicks. Models to actresses to singers to porn stars. <laughs> it's, Let me it's see. A long list. I don't understand the porn star Lana, deal. Lana Rose. <laughs> Kendall Jenner, she's up there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bryn Cameron, I don't know who she is. She looks attractive. I think you're looking, but I don't know who she is. Carrie Klinkenborg. He's got a, he's got, She's a smoke show. He's got, two, he's got a kid or two with that Bryn Cameron girl. Kate Upton? He dated Kate Upton? Look at her. She's dating mm-hmm. a fucking basketball yeah. player and the best pitcher in Major League Baseball. Like, come on. She's not dating him. With, she's married to him, isn't she? She was locked up a couple years ago. Yeah, well. She married. She's married oh my now. goodness. Yeah, she married uh, Verlander. Yeah, who's that? kids. Daniela Grace. She's a smoke show. Well, God dang, if you can make $25 million a year Jesus. and you date an ugly woman, something's wrong with you. Jesus. Have mercy. Mm. That's all it's given me. I only got five, but there it acts like there's a lot more. Lana, Lana Rhodes. She's a real hot porn star. <laughs> Who? Lana Rhodes. Lana Rhodes. I wouldn't I wouldn't look her up, Andy. Your your yeah, search engine. My search engine is already suspect. <laughs> He's got some. Kind of looks like uh, she kind of looks like Alexandra Daddario. I have no idea who that Burnett, is. Oh, she's hot. She's hot. Yes. Have you seen uh-huh. her in uh, True Detective? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> she's hot. Uh, yeah. yeah, Blake Griffin. That's, that's one of my favorite actresses. Is, is Alexandra Daddario. I don't even like Baywatch, but that yeah. was a good show, all because of her. Yeah, I, I <laughs> love her in Baywatch. Don't even like the movie. Love her in Baywatch. <laughs> who dated the chick that's uh, in? Uh, uh, Never Hollywood or whatever it was that show, uh, not Never Hollywood about Charles Manson and then was that Once show? Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, what's that? Margot was that Margot Robbie? She's married. Oh, uh, Margot Robbie. Oh, uh, she's married. I watched TW. Uh, I watched the show the, the other day about TWA Airlines. I can't remember the name of it. Man, she is a hottie and a half. She's married to some hey, if, somebody. If you like a cheap version of uh, Margot Robbie, Samara Weaving is pretty close. And then that pre- that Presley girl too. That was in Joe Dirt. Oh, she's in uh, Moms. Yeah. Yeah, she's Maybe. old. Maybe. She's, she's old. She older. was in Moms. She's in Moms. I see Mom watches Jamie, it all the time. Jamie Lee Presley? Yeah, Jamie Lee Presley. Is call it? me daddy. Call me, da- call me your brother. <laughs> yeah. She's a, she's, a, she's a skank version of her. She's a hottie and a half, yeah. though. She's married. The model weaving is like, is, like a, is like a cokehead version of Margaret Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> Skinny, sunken eyes, but sunken eyes. Yeah, it's a dead giveaway. <laughs> James, James. Uh, hey, before we get too too far down a uh, a rabbit hole, I got a question for you, for you, Judge. Okay. All right, so we're getting serious with this one. I, I hate I hate to turn it serious, but do you think with the way that um, the Supreme Court has been doing everything, you know, especially like the you know, Roe v. Wade stuff and everything. Do you think they're going to go after uh, gay marriage? 
my opinion on the abortion deal, the Roe vs. Wade, was only there to try to help the Democrats during the midterm elections. That's all this is about. Because all they did was give the rights back to the states. All it Same did right. is cause yeah. it caused Same a bunch right. of women to think that they can't go get fucking an abortion. That's what all this is all about. Gay marriage deal is never going to come to pass anyways. I don't know where anywhere That's in the a Constitution. State issue also, yeah, isn't it? But there's nowhere in the Constitution that says marriage is just a man and a woman. Well, it says it in the here, Bible. Here's, here's, but here's what I'm here's what I'm talking about. When they're they're going after you know, they're going after all these all these precedents um with with the statement of states' rights. You know, so you know, abortion falls under states' rights. Slavery. Mm, that's what it, that's that what that but that was what that was about also back in the day. In the civil uh, and, yeah. but, but, no, that's, but that's yeah, one but of the arguments so, on the far left is what they're saying is, well, what's next slavery? Well fuck no, they're not doing that shit. And they're not gonna go against well, interracial marriage and they're not gonna go against gay marriage. All they did with abortion was leak to precedence. It was only supposed to come out probably. I don't even know why it came out now. It all came out because of the election. That's the whole thing, because that's all people can talk about is women's rights. I don't know. Well, I did not realize people were lined up getting abortions into all subs in downtown Knox City until this all came about. What's the what's the uh, what's the black Republican justice's name? Clarence, Clarence Thomas. Thomas. Yeah, Clarence Thomas. So Clarence Thomas published a thing, you know, stating the precedent, you know, the the themes of precedent for, you know, for states' rights for abortion, and then you know started talking about gay rights, and I was like, oh no, do not do this. You, are, I was like, it, in my opinion, if they go after that. Republicans don't even care about gay rights anymore. Like, I, I, Logan has the best thing, you know. And, and don't get me wrong; I don't consider myself full blown Republican. I, I'm independent with conservative leanings. But oh, don't say you know, that—you'll get a lot of Logan, fucking hate mail. Trust me, I know. Logan has Logan has the best thing. He's like, I think a gay couple should be able to protect their weed with guns. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> like, right. I'm like, that's a, that's a great, you know, that, that's a great definition of how I look at politics. And I'm like, if you go after gay marriage, there, there's no win on your side. And it's only a loss, you know, in, you know, with, with Democrats, just pissing them off more and getting them wanting to go vote even more. Let me ask you this. I, I think it's a lose-lose. Yeah, it is. And let me ask you this. Do you honestly think Nancy Pelosi gives two fucks if if you're gay and you get married if she if you have that right? Do you think she gives two shits? No, but most people about, aren't as smart as we are. Right? Do you think she I, gives I don't two think, shits? I don't think Nancy Pelosi gives two shits about anything other than what makes her money. No, nope, and that's right. Amy Klobuchar, Minnesota Democrat, she don't give two shits about gay marriage or anything. Anyways, just to get votes. But you're right. The Democratic, the Democrats want this shit leaked out because they can go to this dumbass lady and. Kansas and say, hey, listen, you can't have an abortion. Now, listen, you're 74 years old and you look like hammered dog shit. It's not like you're getting pregnant anyways. But if you want that ability to do it, you can have it. And she's like, oh, okay. And if you look at a damn abortion rally, them bitches ain't got to worry about getting aborted anyways because there ain't nobody wanting to sleep with none of them. None of them are getting a Peter. No. <laughs> none of them are getting but, laid. But, half of them are lesbians. <laughs> yeah, but that's, the, but that's the whole thing. And I, I don't care about gay marriage. I personally... Yeah. Don't want to pay for an abortion. If you want to go get an abortion, that's between you and God. Has nothing to do with me, but don't make me pay for it. I don't want to pay for it, you know. So that's my thoughts on those yeah. two things. But it's all about votes. They, them politicians, don't give two shits about nothing. 
We ought to be talking about we ought to be talking about what's going on in Germany right now. Them some bitches, if they turn their heat up in their house or their air conditioner below seventy eight years degrees, they can go put them in jail. And this winter, if they sure. use more gas than they're supposed to use, they can put them in jail. And in California right Sounds now, like Governor Dumbfuck's coming out and saying, "Listen, don't charge your electric cars. Walk to work because it's going to be hot tomorrow." That's the world we're living in. In Sweden. In Norway and them places, them farmers are not able to farm because they use too. They make up too much methane gas, so they're going to starve. Well, I'd rather have I'd rather have some methane gas in the atmosphere and be able to eat a turnip myself. So this says NPR.org, which don't kill the messenger. Supreme Court declares same-sex marriage legal in all fifty states. That was in twenty fifteen. The decision was five yeah. to four. So I mean, I, I just, I just pray, I pray that they do not bring that up, um, you know, in the next session because, and and yes, I mean, you can't. Here's the thing: a Supreme Court decision isn't getting leaked; it's public knowledge. Well, no, that wasn't public it, knowledge yet. It was leaked. It. They hadn't done it. It was leaked by. It was leaked that they were voting on it, but as soon as it got voted on it, yes. you know, as soon as it got voted on it, it was. It then was it's gonna public, be public record, but it so, wasn't at the time. Yeah. And the whole thing, you can't. I, it was leaked on purpose by a Democrat because this is exactly what they For wanted now. to do. They were losing everything, and all of a sudden, you got these poor women that think their vaginas are going to get abused if they can't have an abortion. You know, and then so, one. And, and I, I, I've had I've had discussions with. With strongly conservative women that got pissed off about that decision because they're like, you know, you know, I I wouldn't go do it, but I think that you know any woman should be, and blah blah blah. And I was like, hey, you, you do realize this didn't outlaw it, right? It just made it state by state. It gave it back to the states to decide whether they were going to do it or not. If you live in a state that outlaws it. You can go to the next state or two states over to get it if, I, if you really want to get one. I think it was Klobuchar, one of them dumb bitches up there, said, and I quote, "Poor women are having to travel completely three and four states away to go get an abortion. It's just it's unsafe." Blah blah. Yeah, bitch, drive down to the damn drugstore down there and buy you some birth control pills. It's right around the corner. How hard is that? Buy you know? some condoms. Yeah, yeah, it's not hard I mean, it's, to not get yeah. pregnant. Yeah, I mean it's it's not. I mean at all. And but they they don't think about that shit. I, see, here's my thing. I'm I'm with you. It's it's between those people and God if they want to get it done. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say you're a shitty person for doing it. You know, because mm-hmm. you know circumstances, whatever. I just think you know I I think it's I think it's not not that hard to not get pregnant. You know, condoms are pretty cheap, but <laughs> you know. And, uh, but, you know, I, I think it should be the state's decision. And, and honestly, I would, I would highly doubt that there is anywhere in the country that you have to drive more than two states to get to a state that it's legal in. Well, the, the, the silly part is not only are they arguing about that because they don't want to, it's, it's, it's not about women's rights. It's about just being mm-hmm. a, a radical about something. Another thing is the silly notion that now men can get abortions if they need them. Well, fuck that! Just that really just solidifies your argument there. I mean, that's how stupid well, we have become a society that someone actually thinks a man can get fucking pregnant. 
My belly's getting pretty big. Can I get a, can I get a board? <laughs> I've been, I've been, I got, four, I got three twins right now. <laughs> I've been 14 months pregnant before and still ain't had a fucking baby, so it don't really matter. I can't tell. I don't know if, I don't know if the states have like adopted. Florida would, Florida would be the one that I would think there might be a little corner there. You might have drive three states. Texas. I mean, you got New Mexico on one side of us. New Mexico is yeah. always pretty liberal. Colorado is definitely liberal. Kansas, yeah. Kansas voted to have abortions, so that seals yeah. up the middle. And I think I don't think Nebraska. They don't know what they're going to do yet. I, don't I know. think I, I was going to say you might you might have Florida, Georgia, Mississippi, Alabama. That little that little corner might be the only place in the country that you would have to worry about having to drive like a long distance. This if this if this map that I'm looking at is true. Which I don't know that it is. I can't. Ju- I can't verify anything. But it looks like Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Louisiana. What's that one? Missouri, mm-hmm. Kentucky, Tennessee, and then Mississippi. So that little that little corner right there. If you live in Arkansas, you got to travel a little bit. I don't think Alabama lets you do abortions either. I think they just passed a rule. I think that's their. I think when the Supreme yeah. Court made that decision, Alabama had a law right then that whatever they called zero kill or whatever it was. And then so. you've got North Dakota, South Dakota, Wyoming, Utah, and Idaho. Now, New York state legislator, I think yesterday, or California, one of the whack job fucking states, just passed a deal yesterday that said you can abort your baby two weeks after birth. The fuck? That's murder. That ain't aborting a baby. What? That's yeah. killing. That's, yeah. That's the kind of stupidity, though. And the same person saying, yes, and if, and if a man has a baby, he can have the same rights, too. And, and people wonder why I leave Maryland every chance I get. Did you see? <laughs> did you see where the woman that was pregnant got a ticket for f- driving in an HOV lane? And she said, "No, I'm with my baby. There's two of us right here." Listen, and according and, to her, let her go. Yep, and she and and, and she, I think she won yep. her lawsuit there. So, she should. Good so, for her. But but the same according people, to the law, the same people though that are fighting for her right to have that right to call that a baby are the same ones that says it's not a baby. You could abort it. So they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Well. If it got her out of a speeding ticket, then good for her. Uh, in New York, you can get an abortion up to and including 24 weeks of pregnancy. That's six months, if my math is right. Well, you go to so, 40 weeks. So I, got, I, got, I got a question for you, Jeff. If DeSantis runs, but Trump runs too, who are you going to vote for? Donald Trump. Man. But, but whoever. Don't do it. But if DeSantis is the guy, I'm not going to be upset. Just, just vote, yeah, just vote for DeSantis. No, nope. vote for the guy who can actually win. Trump can win if they don't cheat. Hold on, we got to scrub that because we're going to get demonetized again. I, I'll, I'll, I'll take, take demonetized by bringing up these subjects. So. No, no, no. This one we can't for some I'll, reason. Any kind of uh, tabulation yeah. of the just, results. I can just take that one part. But out. But no, I'm going to in a in a fair. Process. No, don't even say that. In a fair process, the asshole that the liberals hate will, will win. Easily. Easily. There's nothing good. They have lost the Hispanic vote. They have lost the black vote. You go to any black neighborhood in the country and you ask people that work, not, not wealthy uber black people that live in the Hamptons, but you go to a neighborhood where black people that work and stuff, and they'll tell you, Fucking Donald Trump needs to be in office. You see it all the time. They're sick of this shit. The Texas, the, they, the Texas border. They, they haven't lost the black vote. They've lost the they've lost the black voters going out to the polls. I yeah. think. 
Yeah. I, I think they've lost the excitement over all oh, we need to stop him from getting in. Orange man bad. Yep. So what, who's Nick, excited no. about Joe Biden? Awesome. I mean, my God. I, their, their voting base grows. Nobody. You, you go to a cemetery. Them fuckers all right there are voting. Don't say that, Jeff. Okay, they're not voting. If you go to where they put dead people to rest, all those people are tabulating the other way. All right, so so I have a question for you. Do you think Biden will get nominated next go around? Because I do not. Yes. I think they know he cannot win. No, nope. because his his predecessor, the people that's calling the shots today, will just say the woman with the penis and her other and her husband today got their photos put on the wall at the at the big house. And he was being praised by the big guy about how good a job he's done since he took over as the leader the last two years. He's the dumb puppet they want. They don't want no one else up there. They got a dumb puppet. Hillary's already come out and said she's not going to run. It's not going to happen. Who, who who do you think I, it is? I don't know who it's going to be, but it's I, not going to be they, Biden. They, they won't elect him. He's, he's unelectable. They'll give him. No. He's at, he's at, what's his approval rate? They said they it's going up now. Bernie next to around. Yeah. They'll give him some kind of racehorse tranquilizer or shit or, or something to get him running fast and prop his Adderall. ass up. Like he's going to be weekend at Bernie's again, going through his deal. He ain't going to campaign. He ain't going to do shit. And, that, and that's going to be their guy. But he's their puppet they want. Even Kamala can't be their puppet because someone would ask her a question and she would answer it back. So he is the perfect stooge to have do what he does. He's at 44%. So, uh, Ro- Rogan had a discussion on this on, on a recent podcast, and, and he, was like, he was like, he was absolutely on Adderall. He's like, I'd pump him full of like alpha brain, HCH, everything to get him going. <laughs> Whatever they put him on, he went from being senile to that second debate, he was on it. And I was like, yeah, I was like, he was on something for yeah. sure. You can tell. And, All you and, had to do was look at his eyes. He he's not. I mean, a lot of people think he's a body double. Some does some of this shit. I don't buy into that crap. But I don't Adderall's know. a hell of a drug. Just like <laughs> yeah. I'm prescribed it. Adderall's a hell of a drug. Don't get me wrong. Did you but see? Did, as as he was, I don't think it's doing that. They had to mix it with something. Yeah. Did you see where Jill Biden's? Uh, can we? Call, are we allowed to use her name? Or are we going to get in trouble for that too? Hey, you can talk about whatever okay. you want. You I don't know about that. You just can't mention other things. Okay. Jill Biden. Her her wealth has went from eleven million to eighty million dollars in the last nineteen months, and she mm. she wrote a book that sold like seven hundred fifty copies in a month. Yeah. Them fucking books must have cost two point three million dollars a piece. But seriously, I mean, in the people in America, that the media don't cover this shit. That's our problem. It's not politicians. It's our media is not held accountable. That's that's the biggest problem we have in this country right now is our media. If our media on would do what yeah, I'm not yeah. 200 sorry, 250 copies in the first week is what she sold. 3 million a piece. But I mean, that but she is worth eight she's gained like 70 million dollars in value in the last 18 months. I want to find out what kind of stock she's buying. Even my poor ass could shit, I could have 2 or $300,000 now if I just putting in my 15 cents here and there like she does. But it's crazy the amount of money that the wealth and nobody notices outside of DC. That's just, you know, they just oh, we got to talk about some documents that weren't even stolen. And going through Melania's panty drawer and commenting that Donald Trump isn't allowed to put his shit in her room. Well, fuck no, they got a fucking mansion. You would you want your wife shit in your room if you've got seventeen bedrooms? Fuck no, no, you wouldn't. Another thing, hey, I know a lot of happy couples that do not sleep in the same bedroom. Right, they've sure got. That there are, I'm they, sure that's them. They have a. Uh, also, those documents were so top secret 
that the Washington Post can show pictures of him on deal. So are you upset he had these top secret deals or you they're not so top secret you can just put them out on your newspaper that six people read every day? Yeah, so, and they're like, oh, you can't declassify him. He's the president. Yes, yeah. he can. He has executive power to do that. I wish he'd come out and declassify every fucking thing. Come out and say, LBJ is the reason John F. Kennedy got shot in the head. We got aliens living in San Francisco and uh, Nancy Pelosi's jaws. Yeah. Whatever it is, fucking tell everything. Yes, fucking put it all out on the table. So I, I, and I think I've said this in a in a podcast with you. I said it with in a podcast with somebody. I seriously thought when Trump lost the election, he was going to get uh, assassinated within six months to a year because they were the deep state would be so scared that he would just run his mouth because he doesn't. Yeah, about what anybody thinks. No, I think I think he's. They've got some. Po- he's got some poison pills. I think the same as isn't yeah, isn't. He, what's his name? He's alive got an ace still? in the hole. Yeah. What's his? What's the spy's name? That did, was it Snowden or uh, the guy yeah, Julian As- Julian Assange? They got some. Po- I think he's got a poison pill that if something happens, it's going to leak everything that's gone on. And I think the deep state's scared enough of that that they they stay away. They just don't know. Yeah, and technology is good enough now where you where you have a, essentially a code that you got to input, and if you don't input it in a certain amount of time, uh, it'll it'll send out an email blast to all media sources with you know with whatever you want it to send. So what gets me is the people that are really good people that support Hillary Clinton still. And they think, oh, she she would have been so good for America and stuff. What 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 rock do you live under to see? It's so easy to define who's there for you and who's not. Lindsey Graham's a piece of shit. Mitch McConnell's a piece of shit. We know that. Jim Jordan it seems like a really good guy that loves America. I mean, there are guys and women out there that I'll tell you a hot chick too is the <clears> chick <throat> from Colorado, that Bobert girl or whatever her name is. She's smoking hot. Do you not think I've so? I've seen her. Do you not think she is? <laughs> I, I just, I just, I tell you, you're talking about good people, and then I tell you who's the hot chick. She is a hottie. She's a good, she's oh, a yeah, good she, one. She's a good one she's too. Pretty good looking, and she smokes. She, she's a smoke yeah. show. I don't, I don't. I'm going to catch a lot of hate for this. Oh, this is going to be good. I'm going to catch a lot of hate. for <laughs> this, this is what you did to Sandra Bullock. Go ahead. AOC is hotter than her. AOC. Let me see. Let me see a picture of her. Pull, pull it up a little more. <laughs> AOC yeah. is hotter than Bobert. Let me see. I'm going to catch shit, but why? Be- AOC is hot. Britney Spears because, was a hot. Yeah, but she's a fucking weirdo. It's just like the Garth Brooks thing. People people put their personal bias. Well, no, you were right about Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks is freaking awesome. People oh, put a, their personal bias on these things, and then like just because they go to one side, you can't give them a compliment about anything, and that's just where we are in this I world. will I will die on the hill that Garth Brooks is way better than George Strait. Thank you very much. I will die on the hill. I would die on the hill if I ever had to listen to that cocksucker again. See so. there? That's just exactly what I'm <laughs> talking about. Yeah, yeah. He, he can't. I love his music in the in the mid to late 90s. And then now he's, now he's got to be a cocksucker. I did. His I, dad, I did. used to like him all the time. Poor Ron got the nickname Roy because Jeff was listening to Garth Brooks one day. Let, let me tell the story so we get it right. Go ahead. Okay. Me and dad were coming hunting. Just me and him <laughs> were coming goose hunting one morning by ourselves, riding in the truck, and... Um, the dance came on or one of the other songs, am I blue or one of the songs on that first album that he had, that was awesome. And rodeo. No, it was the album before that low fences. Okay. And, um, 
anyways, oh, Am yeah. I Blue, I think is what it was. The town colors are brown, whatever that song. Anyways, I told Dad, I said, this so much is good. The dance had just come you out. You said he and was I the said, greatest I said, recording he, country music artist ever. Let me finish what I said to <laughs> him. That's exactly what I, you said. I told Dad, I said, this guy is the best there is in country music right now. And I said, he's going to be as big as Elvis Presley before he gets done. I said, he's that good. Everything he touches is good. And my dad's exact words were, God damn it, Jeff, let me tell you something right now. He ain't no Roy Clark. <laughs> and I go, Roy Clark? Dad's old friends with Roy Clark. Yeah, Roy Clark. I said, Roy Clark, he ain't shit. God damn, he is too. He plays in Las Vegas. I said, yeah, Dad, because the only people on this team is a bunch of old blue hairs. Now I'm 20 years old, so we and Dad argue the whole time. So we're, we're putting the decoys out, and he goes, is this the way you want to do them? I said, well, that's the way Roy Clark could do them. God damn it, Jeff, I'm telling you right now, I've had enough of this shit. So my dad, I started nicknaming him Roy. My dad had one of my friends that he really does not like, and and one of my friends he really liked. My friend that he doesn't like comes by the house and he calls my dad Roy. <laughs> dad goes, Dad goes, fuck you, Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, and I'll never forget it. Then, so we all started calling Dad Roy. Roy, Dad goes in the ga- the fire, the grocery store in Wichita Falls. He's a fireman still, wearing his uniform, and he's walking through the produce section, and somebody goes. Hey, Roy. And Dad goes, hey, fuck you. And turns around and looked. The produce manager's name was Roy, and somebody was saying something to him. <laughs> so hey, I defended you. Garth Brooks on his first album. His second album was damn good, too. When he turned to Chris Gaines, and I saw him on Oprah wearing fucking pajamas and crying and reading a book, all that, that ain't bulls- no country All singer. that bullshit does not take, put, take put, away. Put good music out after Chris Gaines, as, as himself. But, what name? What song? Chris Gaines was just, it was just, it was him trying to fool the public. Like, he didn't want people to know that he was Chris Gaines, but what's, I mean, it was obvious it was him. What songs? It's <laughs> just a bad wig. You're not that invisible. Did he have, <laughs> what, what songs did he have that was good after he became Chris Gaines? Name he, one. He had a few. I mean, a few. I don't, I don't even, I don't even remember the time frame on Chris. Dude, that was like my early childhood, but. Okay. I mean, still, like, I, I mean, I try, and I know he's a liberal piece of shit now, but like I try to, you know, I try to separate art from artists. You know, if if I didn't, uh, most athletes I would hate. Well, so, and actresses uh, and actors and just that's not the, that's the, not uncommon. I will say I mean, this for like, like, when, like when he's going, operator wants to put me on still got I mean, me. That was Garth Brooks. That wasn't fucking yeah, Chris Gaines. That was before that shit. That's before hey, he got. You only did Chris Gaines for like one CD and yeah, tried to pawn but, it off as somebody else, and then everybody's like, oh, "That's definitely Garth Brooks." The poor fucker's got glaucoma. I mean, God dang, he married. He went out with Trish Yearwood. All the hotties in the world. And that's who he ended up bed with, banging. Nope. Did you nah. see his first wife though? She was no prize. Well, he's got bad eyesight and bad taste, and I like Trish Yearwood. She's a good cook. But that's <laughs> but, the thing. People but, can't can't separate their bias. Oh, he's a liberal fucker. I, I ain't don't, gonna listen to a goddamn thing he ever his, had to say again. He can be the best fucking singer okay. in the world. His, I ain't gonna listen to a fucking thing he says. His old music was good. He, once he become a liberal that's fucker, plays, his music was That's good. all he plays when he goes to concerts. Well, that's because his new shit sucks. Yeah. What, what's, what's, the, the, what's your opinion on Stapleton? I, I can't stand that bastard. Not listening to him either. Little I won't. motherfucker. Not listening to him either. He's a liberal piece uh-uh. of shit. Exactly. But, but he, a he great, great voice. Great voice. Hey, Elton John and me don't think the same politically, but he's a damn good top five greatest singer of all time. Are you? I, I, are you, you 
Are you listening to Elton and John? Performer. I listen to Elton John. He's from England, so he's supposed to be a liberal twat waffle. What is I just the deal? That. What is the deal with the dead bodies? I don't understand. Oh, with Elton John? No, the Garth. Everybody's asking. I'm not listening to Garth until he tells us where the bodies are hidden. Who? I don't give mean? a shit. I don't know. Maybe they're wanting to know whose eyeballs he gouged at and <clears> stole because his don't work. How, how, how do he have to kill to get so famous? I don't know. I don't know what it is. He uh. Favorite song of Garth Brooks's all time. We talked this other day. The dance is probably his best song ever. But I like Colin Baton Rouge, and I like Long Neck Bottle. And I but but after that, I just not a big Garth Brooks fan. George Rodeo. I don't like Rodeo that much. Outside the fire. No, that poor retard running. Andy, Andy, you cannot make fun of retarded people. Just did. You You cannot. We're going to get demonetized now for the R-tard word. But I'm a, um, I like George Strait. I'm from Texas. I'm from Texas. I like George Strait. George Strait has had 65 number one songs. They're all the same, but I like him. Every single one. That, but they're good. Okay. Here's, here's Garth. Here's Garth Brooks. The one about passing a note, the one about passing a note in elementary school, that's about the only song he ever had. Well, you're from Maryland. We wouldn't expect you to know much about country music. Here anyways. we go. We've got the dance, Colin Baton Rouge, Thunder Rolls, Friends in Low Places, If Tomorrow oh, Never Thunder Comes, Rolls. That Summer, Much Too Young, Ain't Going Down, Rodeo, uh, uh, Shallow, oh, Shameless, two, two Pina Coladas, Unanswered Prayers, Papa Loves Mama. It goes on and on and on. Yeah. I'd rather listen to Toby Keith. Two Pina Coladas, that's getting into that's 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 Jimmy Buffett shit. Favorite country thing, Kenny Chesney. Nah, Kenny wouldn't have sung that cheesy shit. Hell of a performer. Beaches of Shine. I do not think he's a very good singer. Oh, he's not a good singer. Neither is Willie Nelson, but he has great music, and he's a great entertainer. I I think Kenny Chesney's a hell of a performer. He is a great performer. Really good show. But he's not a great singer. Chris Stapleton is a great singer, but I wouldn't pay three cents to watch a fucker play. But he's a great singer. Yeah. So what should give me your Mount Rushmore shows that of of all time that you would want to go see? Of, uh, any, of a concert? Genre. Of concert? Yeah. Uh, Van, a concert. Van Halen uh, 1978 with David Lee Roth. Um, okay. Um, Van Halen 1986 with Sammy Hagar. <laughs> All Van Halen. <laughs> no, those those are two. Gun, I want to see Guns and Roses, nineteen eighty nine. Yes, that's that's one on mine. Uh, let me think. Uh, uh, Leonard Skinner, before the crash. Well, obviously. Well, they they're back playing now, but I would rather go before the crash. Uh, Elton John, twenty years ago. I want to see Elton John with just right. a piano up there. Billy so we'll Joel. Do, we'll, we'll do a top. We'll do a top five. Billy Joel and Elton John together playing. They did a concert. That would be badass. Yeah. Um, the that's Jackson like, Fives. Like <laughs> I'm getting two of them in together. <laughs> I think that's. Dude, I tell you what, though, I would have loved to see one of those Jay Z Lincoln Park uh, concerts. Michael Jackson. They, they not, some really good music. Today. Mike, Michael Jackson, 1988. How many are you uh, at now? You at 17? I was about to say. No. We went from Mount Rushmore, which is four, okay. and then he's just five. and okay. then he's just pulling shit out of the air. Like let's put Van Halen no, okay. on a on a on a stage with Guns and Roses and Axl Rose singing. Okay. It's fa- like fucking, let's make it okay. realistic. Realistic Mount Rushmore, Van Halen, nineteen eighty two with David Lee Roth. No, I'm gonna go nineteen eighty four with David Lee Roth because you can get in the eighty four. That was a great album. Uh, Elvis Presley, 
1968, 69. I would like to see Elvis Presley. Back have in you 63 or 64. Have you watched that movie? No, yet? but it's I would like to see him in the 60s, probably early 60s. I think it would be really neat to see him. Um, you're gonna. This is way off. Ray Charles in his heyday. I love Ray Charles. Oh, hell yeah. Um, hell yeah. Uh, good. I like Aretha Franklin in her day. She was really good, too. I mean, there, there's a but, lot of them, but my, my ultimate... Now, my, my Van Halen in 1984 would be my top of Mount Rushmore, would be my, my concert to go to of all time, and uh, that that would be my number one. I, there's so many other ones I'd like to see. It, it, groups from gone, the gone, but Leonard Skinner would probably be number two. Um, see, you're, Def Leppard. Like, are you wanting to see, like, the pyrotechnics in that? The, the whole, whole fucking the whole shebang. shebang. Wow. The whole shebang. Okay. And De- see a show. yeah, Def Leppard back in the day, pour some sugar on yeah. me would have been really good. And 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 I'm gonna go as my fourth one. I'm gonna go uh, Elvis Presley back in his heyday, just because that would be a yeah. that would be an amazing show to see and to talk about. And that would that would be it for me. Andy, you're closer to my age. What would you say? See, I'm I'm not I'm not in the camp of wanting to see the big pyrotechnic show. Like if I were gonna go to a show, I think it would be a much cooler show to see. Kurt Cobain with just a guitar sitting on a stool. Um, uh, a more intimate setting. Yes, yes, something like that. Or like Prince with just his guitar and just shredding Oof. on it and doing... Okay. doing Purple Rain? Yes. That, that was like yeah. that time period, that was going to be on mine. With just him and he's up there with a guitar and we're not doing anything flashy, but we're just going to fucking play some music and get down like that. So that's more my type of thing. Um, I mean, you know... I don't fault you. Know who you you know who you would like if that's like I've seen performances of them doing that kind of music. I think you would like Bruno Mars yeah. doing stripped down acoustic stuff just in, in coffee shops and bars and everything. Mm-hmm. That dude is stupidly incredibly talented. Yeah. Um it? and then uh our little little uh Irish or whatever ginger friend, um Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran, I love Ed Sheeran. Dude, that dude on an acoustic guitar just covering songs is mm-hmm. amazing. That's what I like. That's that's my whole thing. When guy when other artists play other people's shit and put their own twist on it, I love that. So like having Ed Sheeran just get up there by himself and do covers all night, I'd be in heaven. I'd love so it. So him him and uh I can't remember the guy's name. Um they did an acoustic it, this was like they were just busking in in the streets over in the UK. Um, and they did a uh, acoustic like smash up of No Diggity and <laughs> um, and um, First Shot. Yeah, really. <laughs> but, yeah, so it was like gotta get down, to get down. I think I might have seen that on actually. Yeah, I think it's I have. Badass. I think I have. That's the best part about like Instagram right now is the reels because like they do mashups, so it'll be different yeah. songs to different beats. Tupac is they got Tupac singing a song song and I think it's to a fifty cent beat. It's it's well I mean, but this is this is literally I, I mean it. they're 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 playing and singing right, right, right. and all at the no, same I, time. I, like it's yeah. it's pretty badass. But no, I understand. I was, dude, I tell you a show that I've I was this close to going because they come to the Delaware State Fair like a lot. Um Big and Rich. Oh, okay. Yep. Big and Rich Big and Rich was, was good. And when they when they had Cowboy Troy popping and um, who was the the little hit girl Gretchen Wilson? Mm-hmm. 
So Gretchen Wilson and Cowboy Story were touring with them, doing a bunch of shows with them. That was a hell of a show, and that was when Big and Rich was. I remember big, that. Big. She wasn't no redneck girl. They were. <laughs> did they ever do anything other than that one album? At that one album, Big and Rich. Uh, I, oh, Big and Rich. No, their second album was even better than the first one. Was it? I don't probably, probably didn't sell as much, but every song on the second one, it was uh, "Coming to Your City." Okay. Every okay. song on that album was a banger. The first one was really good too. Uh, Horse of a different color. I'll tell you two people that I didn't see that I'd like to see in concert, and you're gonna laugh your ass off at this. Actually, three. First one is Morris Day and the Time. I would love to watch them back in the day, back when Prince was first coming up. Second one is Bobby Brown. Every little step you take, that would have been a badass concert to go to. I'd have been all about that. That would have been badass. And there's a third one. I can't think of who the hell it was. Somebody else that was way off that I've seen. Oh, I'd like to see Kiss back in the day. Just because of the whole atmosphere, and I think big, that would have been really cool. Big show. I regretted not seeing them at the Houston Stock Show about eight or nine years ago. Yeah, but I don't know that you want to do that. My, you don't want to remember the guys as like a bunch of old hats. Well, they, no, that's that's that that's what, like, to go see Van Halen, or like, to go yeah. see an, uh, Motley Crue right now. Right. Did you have the guy that was telling us about that? He worked a soundstage with uh, Vince Neil <laughs> and them. says, <laughs> <laughs> breathing all the time. Trevor, just get up and leave. I think his AirPods died, but my oh. camera died. Your camera died? My camera died? No, ours did. Andy's did. But uh, the um, I'm trying to think of who else I'd like to see. Oh, Waylon and Willie back when they toured together would have been cool too. There's a lot of good stuff. I like music, and I like all kinds of music. My, my list right now of someone to go see that I have not seen is I would like to see Kid Rock. And Michelle wants to go see Bob Seger. So we're going to probably go see Bob Seger if he plays somewhere. We'd like to go do that next year. I, I tell you, and you'll you'll probably laugh at me for this, um, but there's there's two pop acts, two female pop acts that I would really love there's to see. There's a big buzz. Uh, in concert. Um, do you hear that noise? The, yeah. It's Trevor's uh, deals, I think. I think it's your iPods or your earbuds. Yeah, hold on, hold on there. Oh. My camera died. I didn't have it all the way charged, but you know. Can you hear us? He can hear us. I've got him all I've got him turned down. Just a little bit till he figures it out. Yeah, I can hear you. Hold on. You're good. I'm That's better now. Off. You're good now. We're good. Oh. So who would you like to who would you like to go see now? Right, Sid, Fred? I, I tell you, there, there's two that I would like to see, and it would be Billie Eilish and Lady Gaga in concert. Who? Ooh. Who's the first one? Billie Eilish and Lady Gaga. Who's Billie Eilish? And I would like to see Billie Eilish in a small setting, who's, not, who's not a stadium. Um, I don't even know who that is. She did. Oh, so a, a song that you would know is... She you watch did the last um, James Bond the, movie. The last James Bond movie. Yeah. Yeah, I did, but I don't she remember did any the music. Opening. Oh my fuck! Oh. You just gave me Adele. Adele in a private setting would be Adele, Adele in a small setting would also be amazing, especially now that she looks good. <laughs> she does look good. She's a smoke show now. Um, Lady Gaga's good. Rick Paul. Yeah, she's married. To, yeah, I think she's married to him, isn't she? She married him. I think oh so. dang! LeBron's buddy. I think so. She's getting she's getting down, but she's the smoke show. Everybody's yeah. giving her hell for losing her for losing weight, but 
I think she looks great. Fuck yeah. You go, Adele. So so you said Billie Eilish, Lady Gaga. At Lady Gaga, when she strips her radio versions down and just plays them on the piano and slows them down, it's amazing. Like she did a version of Poker Face that was just absolutely insane in concert. Just her on the piano playing and singing. It's amazing. Who was she in House of Gucci? She was the main lady. Was she? Okay. Yep. That's a great movie. I got caught, so I was watching House of Gucci going coming. I was we were flying somewhere, and anyway, the the system cl- crashes. <laughs> it's in Puerto Rico. We're going to Puerto Rico. The system crashes right at the fucking sex scene where he throws her over the table and is just <laughs> railing her. Well, the system comes back on, and I go to watch this movie, and that's the first thing that pops up is her getting nailed on the table, and I'm like, God damn it. I'm trying to fast, I fast forward it. Mine. I'm trying to fast forward it because people can see what you're watching. You know, it's just on a big screen and the headrest in front of you, and people are looking at me. And I'm like, I just don't I didn't you think the airlines shit. ought to the airlines ought to fix that? Because I th- I watched Caddyshack going to Minneapolis the other day when we we flew up there, and they got to where the uh, Chevy Chase was boning the chick or the, the the kid golfer was, and I was like trying to fast forward. I wouldn't be coming up looking over my phone watching yeah. watching golf porn. That is one of the. That was very we, awkward. Though. We we want to do Mount Rushmore. That's one of the best comedy shows ever. I think Chevy Chase would go on the Mount Rushmore of overrated. He's not a good actor, but he's been in great shows. I think he's overrated. You don't think I Christmas think Vacation's the, good? The original Hangover's got to be on that. Hangover's definitely on there, and so is uh, Wedding Crashers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How does that make you feel, Jeff? That these are these are our generation shows. They're good. They're good. That's about the only thing y'all got because you can't nothing else. Got y'all's generation's worth of shit. But, 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 but we haven't made a Google one in a while because it was it was Wedding Crashers, Talladega Nights, Step Brothers, and and Hangover, and that was all what mid two thousands. Yeah, and we haven't made yeah. a comedy since. They don't make anything it's good that's hard. funny anymore. I don't, I don't know. I think I think the movies in general, other than like the superhero stuff, which I don't really give two shits about. Other than those superhero shows, I don't think much has done well. Even the comedies they do now, like they're supposed to be funny. Like Coming to America, the first one was really funny. The Amazon Prime Coming to America too, it sucked balls. It was horrible. It, it and it got it got panned too. Like, it should have nobody liked it. But the thing is, with comedy, the stuff that got made even 10, 15 years ago can't get made today. It's no. just everybody's too sensitive. Yeah, they, they've ruined comedy. For well, for good, the, the, I'll tell you the last funny movie they've made in a long time, or one that I think's funny and it's old too, was freaking Welcome Home, Roscoe Jenkins. I thought was funny as hell. Barbershop was good. Barbershop was good. There's still some funny black shows out there, but there's nobody white that makes any good comedies anymore at all. But, but those were those were all older than than the ones that we were talking about. I mean, Barbershop definitely was. Yeah, well, Barbershop I, was like 2003, 2004, maybe early. Yeah. But I, I don't remember the last good the last good comedy that come out that I watched. I thought, man, this is really funny because now the comedy they have is stupid as shit. Most of it. I think Kevin Hart might have comedy. Even his movies aren't that good though. That's what I'm saying. It's Adam Sandler comedy. Like you have to enjoy his absolute stupid comedy. Which I mean, I I mean a lot of Will Ferrell stuff is stupid too. But like it was funny though. Yeah, I enjoy it better than Adam Sandler stuff. But Don- I like. I like Waterboy and I like uh, Happy Gilmore, but that was about it. Fucking dodgeball's funnier than anything today. 
Oh yeah, dodgeball was good. Yeah, I forgot about that. You can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball, <laughs> but but they don't they don't make shit like that no more because people are you know why? Because dodgeball is a thing of the past because all these pussies raising kids now never knocked them upside the head with a ball before. What a great sport hey, dodge, dodgeball dodge, is. Dodgeball is still relevant because every year they still put on ESPN the Ocho. <laughs> the Ocho. <laughs> Fuck! How did they ever do that? Um. There was there was something I was watching and I can't remember what it was. Oh, I tried to watch the new Kevin Hart show on Netflix. It wasn't that good. I, I made it like twenty minutes and he me told me time. Huh? Me time, yeah. Was it me time? Me time. I kinda liked it. I made it about twenty minutes and then um I, I just had other shit to do. It's got to be a really, really good show because I am I'm I'm pretty busy and if it doesn't get my attention I'll just abandon it and I won't come back. Like I meant to I meant to come back to Terminal List and I never have done it. Couldn't get into it. Um Game of Thrones has my attention right now. Yeah, I I watch it every Sunday night and then I've been I've been watch I'm into the superhero stuff, so like I watch Seahawk <coughs> either every Thursday, Friday or Saturday. Please night. don't like I get it within Please take this out. You watch what? She Hawk. Oh, I don't watch Trevor's that. on. Trevor's what's, better than this. What's that on? Disney Plus. Oh. It's, dude, Seahawk got around. She banged like every <laughs> superhero. You don't want to piss her off, Captain though. America, Thor. <laughs> She'll just crunch uh, her pussy down and rip your dick off if you piss She-Hulk off. We just were talking about her, me and Payne, yesterday, and he goes, he goes, that looks like it's stupid. I said, I said, thank God, there ain't one dumb some bitch I know will probably watch that shit. Now, Trevor, less than 24 hours later, <laughs> I love She-Hulk. We're just talking about it. I never would have thought I, that. I watched I watch the entire Entire Marvel Universe. If you let one show go or one movie go, you lose a bunch, especially a bunch of like Easter eggs and everything. That, the only superhero movie that I like is Iron Man. The only one. The you other ones like I can't Batman? stand. Not, not, I mean, they're okay, just not really my deal. Um, and and I'm embarrassed to say this, but Transformers is really a pretty is it was a good series. And me and I watched a movie with Payne yesterday that I wish I would have watched a long time ago, but I didn't want to watch it because it was going to piss me off. I watched 13 hours that Michael Bay directed, who did Transformers about Benghazi. That is a really really good show, and it's one of them shows that I did not want to watch because I knew it was going to really bother me emotionally. And but it was a good and and you're going to really laugh at this, Trevor. But a movie that I would not watch for the longest time because it was going to upset me and make me sad is Radio. I fuck with everybody and I make fun no. of everybody, but I cannot stand someone to make fun of someone that they can't stand up for themselves. If you're a dumb fuck and you can't stand up for yourself, you're open season. But if you've got a mentally challenged and Andy used the R-tard word earlier, I felt bad for radio, but that is a good show. That's one of my favorite movies of all that time. That was a fantastic movie. It was a great movie, but I wouldn't watch it because I knew it was going to piss me off because nobody took up for him and it just pissed me off. And then the little town south of us, they got their own little radio that hangs out their football field all the time. Jeff Stanfield. Well, he does. Just airing people's dirty laundry. <laughs> Do they I, not? I never, I never get visceral reactions to movies because I know they're fiction. So, but I thought radio you know, was a true story. Uh, it did. It made me sad. Uh, yeah, I bawled my eyes out in radio. I bawled my eyes out. I wouldn't watch Old Yeller because I'd cry. Did he? <laughs> that did, was the closest I've ever come to crying. I watched a movie was bald. And where the red fern grows. Yeah. Bambi, I cried when I was little, and that was the trend right there. And Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, when I was little, used to piss me off the mother reindeers made fun of him. I'd get mad and cry every time. It hurt my feelings. My mom and dad, 
My dad used to always say, oh, Jeffrey, he can't watch them movies. He'll get all <laughs> upset. Any kind of movie, the animal. And here I am, made a living out of murdering animals, as everybody thinks. Ron said, just going to be one of them faggot boys. <laughs> one of them fairy boys. Tenderhearted. <laughs> but radio, See, I, now it's radio. I, I, never, I never cried over movies, but, dude, like when I was young, like sporting events were life and death. Mm-hmm. When the Patriots lost in the Super Bowl, I was freaking bawling my eyes out. I was like five or six years old. But <laughs> Well, you didn't have to cry very many times if it makes you feel better because they won a whole lot more than they lost. Yeah. I used to cry when the Cowboys won. <laughs> so on Tropic Thunder, I guess they missed the boat because Cuba Gooding Jr. did not win an Academy Award for radio. Well, that's hard to believe because what a performance. He won, one, he won one, though, with uh, when he played baseball or football Best for the Cardinals when he was a wide receiver. Oh, and he show was, me the money. Show me the money. He uh, won one, I think. What is that? Jerry Maguire. Tom Cruise. Jerry Maguire. Yeah, Jerry, Jerry Maguire. Maguire. Yeah. Because in uh, Tropic Thunder, they say if you go full retard, you'll win an Academy Award. Well, he damn sure did no, do that. Don't ever go full retard. Don't go full retard? I thought he said go don't full retard. Don't ever go full. Because I thought Tom Hanks went full retard. No, they, no, no. They said they said don't ever go full. Don't go. That, full. that was that was the problem. Yeah, that was the problem. Why uh, why that dude's career went down the hole is because he went like full on in a performance that he was given. Well, maybe that so would make Dustin sense. So did Hoffman. Then. Rain Man. Yeah, another great show. Rain Man's a good one. He's really what a great Rain acting Man. job. One of the greatest acting jobs ever. Okay, we're gonna do Mount Rushmore. Before we get here, we're gonna do one more. Greatest characters on TV, top four, and I'm gonna give you mine. On TV, on, t- on, t- on TV, on TV, or, or movie. No, Television. TV is TV. A, tel- a series. series can be Netflix. Anything. First, the best character ever is Frank Gallagher. Gallagher. Isn't the best series coming. ever? Second one is Anthony Soprano or uh, the guy, Walnuts. What's his name? Uh, the guy that just died the other day that played on there uh, had the the Wally? wings. Uh, what was his name? Polly. Polly Walnuts is a great one. But I'm, I'm going to have to go with Anthony Soprano. So Frank Gallagher, Anthony Soprano, um, Cosmo Kramer yeah, was a great character. And I'm thinking, I'm forgetting about somebody else that was also a great character. Uh, the black guy that plays on The Wire, well, he plays a great part too, and I can't think of his name. Hmm. The, the the deputy, the the one that drinks all the time. and he Well, he has a great character in that show. But those are probably my, I would say, but Frank Gallagher by far I think is the best character on TV ever. Hmm. Who's, who are yours? I mean, I liked Rescue Me. I liked The Shield, uh, The Office. I mean, you can take Seinfeld's really good. Character, one person. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, you could take uh, Dennis Dennis Leary from Rescue Me. That was a, he was very good. Take Michael Chiklis from The Shield. Never Jerry, seen that. You never watched The Shield? Never watched The Shield. Oh, my God. Go watch it. Uh, Seinfeld or Kramer, those are both good guys. Not Jerry Seinfeld. Uh, Michael Scott, Dwight was really good on The Office. Uh, Michael Scott's actor said they would not make it today. It's too, too politically incorrect. I think those so, people I mean, are kidding themselves because I think if someone did a show like that and the networks would let it be on, people would watch it so. like crazy. I don't think if so. If networks wouldn't let it be on, I thought they couldn't make it. Yeah, it would get canceled. Um, but yeah. because of the networks, not because it wouldn't have a following that people would like. Right. Yeah. That's why Netflix and them are so popular right now. 
because they have shows on that aren't politically correct that people like. That's what's going to be interesting to me. So, like, right now we're in this, you know, anybody can have a penis era, anybody can have an abortion. Um, you can't be any color that you want to be. But it's going to be interesting to see what the shows are like in 20 years because the rubber band's going to snap back. It always does. So when that rubber band snaps back, what are we going to They're going to make what, a new Blazing Saddles. Have? Might be. Um, I didn't really answer the TV series. <laughs> you laughed yeah. at that. Trevor, what's yours? I couldn't really answer the TV series one, okay. though. Cause Best characters on TV. Uh, man, I tell you what. Saul Goodman. Yeah, it was good. Oh, Walter good one. White. Yes. Very good. What What did he change his name into for Breaking Bad? Oh, it no, was, no, it, it was, was Saul. Saul he changed his original it. name. I can't remember what. Yeah, he He's a great character, Saul. though. Yeah, Be- better call Saul. Yeah, That's that, a great series. So, uh, Jimmy McGill. Favorite, he was my favorite character in in uh, Breaking Bad. Jimmy McGill. Wow. Uh, yeah, Jimmy McGill. That was it. Yeah, so Jimmy McGill slash Saul Goodman. Um, just because I watched this show from pilot to the end weekly for. 13, 14 years. Dean Winchester. Who? Supernatural. I've never seen it. Supernatural. It was a CW show. No, I've never seen it. Hey, did you watch... Uh... Fuck, I can't hey, remember. Hey, do you watch The Boys? No. I've seen that on Amazon Prime, though. Um, this is another... That's Riverdale. Did you watch Riverdale? No. We we watched the first... The first two seasons were really good. Third season, it starts getting a little weird. Did Luke Perry play on that while he was dead? Like Archie, right? Yes, Archie. Yep. Yeah. It's the um, the first season is really really good. Supernatural's got Jeffrey Dean Morgan. You get in the Walking Dead, like I mean, there's some good characters on the Walking dad. Dead. He was on Supernatural. Yeah, he was. He was. He was Sam and Dean's dad. But um, so, uh, have you ever watched the remake of um, My Bloody Valentine? No. What's it on? Okay, so that guy, that guy, it, it was it was a while ago, but that was that's the guy who plays, and and then the guy who plays uh, Dean Winchester is in is in uh, is in the boys too. He's like this new character in the boys for the last season. Is that pretty um, good? I I haven't watched it. I just saw that he was in it, and basically everybody's making fun of it. They're like. This is they're like it's Dean Winchester if he took actually a cuss on <laughs> in Supernatural because <laughs> basically like the extent of their cussing was son of a bitch <laughs> that was about it I'll you know on Amazon out. they're dropping f bombs and everything yeah. that's the thing about like now I'm all into House of or House of Game of Thrones fuck there's like eight seasons I'm never gonna get through it hunting season's coming up it'll be next year I'm before on, I I'm get... on House of Dragon now dude yeah no I'll, I'll, I'm a long okay that. so uh the the, the midget dude yes in Game of Thrones He's you good. got on to us for saying Artard and you said midget you can say midget little people L- little person the little guy little person which they're way yeah. worse to him on Game of Thrones than we ever are like they call him they're terrible to him well yeah that back then they weren't politically the correct characters. do what that is one of the best TV characters ever. He was so good. Is there a bunch of hot chicks on that show? All they do is fucking fight. That is it. Tyr- Tyrion. Tyrion Lannister. 
Lannister. So, I'm yep. pretty sure that was his name. So you're not letting the boys uh, watch this? Then. No, no, it is. It is it's a. That, well, it's that raunchy. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm gonna have to watch it then. One of the the hottest girl, uh, Khaleesi. She gets like, she gets sold into her marriage. I've and seen. I've watched like three episodes, and I just didn't get it. It is. Yeah. Oh, that ruined it. Hey, did you know the chicken? I'm done watching the chicken. Pam and Tommy Lee sex tape. That chick. Those were like computer generated titties on her. So that's what they did to Khaleesi. No, she had a body double with the. It, good- was, it, it was just it was someone who kind of looked like her, and and they would get naked for. Her. Well, that's frustrating. Tony graduated with a girl that was in a movie that did that. She was a body double for uh, Sybil Shepherd. I don't think she was naked. She swam in the lake, but didn't show nothing. But. Hmm. My problem is, is I'll turn it on and then I'll start editing a podcast and then like seven minutes has gone by and I am totally lost Uh-oh. and I just turn it off. Yeah, see, I'm watching House of uh, House of the Dragon, which is like 200 years before uh, Game of Thrones. Right. So I'm like three episodes in now that you know it came, it comes out every Sunday, but the, it's it's pretty good so far. All the old timers that are listening to this podcast are like, "Well, them some bitches are some fucking geeks." Game of Thrones is like the most <laughs> successful show in the history of shows. So, well, I know, but old people like me have not watched it. So, Mash was good. How about and, Mash was I good. Have, I, I got to add a force to make my Mount Rushmore, and I haven't watched it, but just off of all the talk, I'd probably have to go with Tony Soprano. Uh, good. You've never yeah. seen The Sopranos? Oh, you've got to watch it. It's great. I can send you the DVD collection, I still have it too. It's on HBO Max. What is that noise? That's his. That's his earbud. Um, I, t- I tell you, I wanted to. I, there's only one show on it. I, I guess it's Showtime or whatever. Um, but I want to watch the new Dexter because I, I was a big Dexter fan. Um, Your earbuds acting up again. Hold on. I think it's going out. Yeah, we've been on two hours. No shit. They're not meant to last that long. <laughs> the poor things. Good now. Perfect. I never. I watched uh, four or five seasons of Dexter. It was really good. Yeah, I mean, I I I thought the original series was good. I wanted to, you know, I just wanted to watch the uh, the spinoff, but um, it's it's on something I'm not going to pay for just to watch it. You know. Yeah, that's kind of ham with everything. All right, let's get out of here. We've got to do the pick 'em with you, so we'll wrap this up and then we'll do the pick 'em. All right. It has been over two hours. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and have a great weekend. Ladies and gentlemen, go check out all of our great sponsors. Go check out Dive Bomb Industries, Boss Shot Shells, Dirty Duck Coffee, Pacific Calls, Gundog Outdoors, Shin Gear Waiters, uh, Lucky Duck, Looking Glass Duck Club Podcast, Alpha Outdoor Specialties, Bangtail Whiskey, Stanfield Hunting Outfitters, Dirty Duck Coffee, Ducks Unlimited, and double T British kennels. 